Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Globe, BAFTA, or a SAG You like those flicks? Come get your fix In a podcast called Mixed Bag Yeah. Welcome to Mixed Bag, where we review the mixed, muddled, meh, mediocre, middle-of-the-road movies of <laughs> film history. I was trying to yeah. see if I could check in anything more. Any of, yeah. All of them. Meh. Oh. meh. Oh, we say we meh. We say meh. Meh's yeah. in there already. Mawkish. Muddling. Middling. Yeah. Mad. <laughs> <laughs> Their I mean, film is mad. <laughs> mad boring films. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so it's 2020. Uh, Happy, New Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Year films. Mixed Torinos. <laughs> I'm James Kane. I'm Cassandra Teese. And I'm Matt. I don't know why we were saying our last name. I did the full name again. James Kane. I'm so used I to you. running I it through. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. Um, so New Year. Anyone a new me? I mean, we're all the same. Yeah. We're all the same. I think I'm messier this year, but that's new mess. Yeah. Yeah. Messy, mm. messy films of, of movies. <laughs> um, yeah. No. Yeah, I've been good. It's been an interesting year so far. It's the same. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We have some news. Cassandra and I, if you oh. don't know, are a couple. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, yeah. And uh, we went for a picnic on a nice Saturday day, and Cassandra proposed with a nice yeah. engagement watch, which I am showing Apparently to the microphone right now. Showing yeah. to the microphone. So there you Being go. Very cute. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we don't know when it's going to be, but it's uh, it's That's happening. That's good. So we've got engagement news. Mm. Yeah. Really nice. Yes. Yeah. Other than that, just pretty chill. I don't pretty know. Chill. Don't need to know yeah. much more about our lives. Rest my lives. I had to go to the doctor, and now I can't have gluten ever again in my life. I'm extremely sad about it. <laughs> that we're making do. We're figuring out new meals. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gluten's and soy sauce, Matt. Did you know gluten's and soy sauce? No. That's, that's very <laughs> it's unfortunate. It's highly yeah. disappointing. But there's a, there's a substitute, a, a gluten-free yeah. like, yeah. soy sauce. Because right. totally I was like, that. you can have a very Caucasian diet, which is fine. Like, white food mm. is fine. But it's just, like, less flavor sometimes. Mm. Yeah. You know? Other than that, uh, should we get into how's everyone feeling? Is everyone good? Yeah. I mean, I mean, well, I was more good before we watched <laughs> today's film. Yes. <laughs> We're just plodding back into the new year, and I don't know yeah. if this was... This was a choice. I feel like it was a strong choice. This is strong a, yeah, mix. this is great. Well, this was a huge film. I guess we'll talk about it in a little bit once yeah. we get through our pop culture yeah. uh, shenanigans. So let's go to the pop corner. Pop, 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 pop corner. Terms of stuff we've seen recently, uh, to Little Women. Yeah, yeah, the it's worst wonderful. movie. Matt's, ever. Matt's got a new bit in which he pretends to hate Little Women. He's real dark on it, which is uh, surprising. <laughs> it's just, you know what? So why did you hate it, Matt? It's just Little Women, more like Shittle Women. Oh damn! Look, Sersheronen. Why? <laughs> I don't know. What is she up to? She just makes me cry with her bad acting. Right. In this movie especially. Mm-hmm. Matt cried a lot because of how much he didn't it's like so it. It's so bad. Movie. Timothy Chalamet, <laughs> I don't stand anymore. So bad in this film. Florence Pugh, more like Florence Pugh. Or just spew. Yeah. <laughs> spew. <laughs> I mean, you know. Pugh or spew were both there. Yeah. But, 
All yeah. right. <laughs> well, it's in her name. But you you stand the woman playing Beth, right? She was stunning. <laughs> Eliza Scanlon? Yeah. No, she's bad too. Uh-huh. The only person I stand is Emma Watson. The best <laughs> actress of her generation. She really knocks that out of the park really on this yeah. um, She actually was all right in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, she was fine. <laughs> she, yeah, plays, she's fine. she plays the role. Like, she is like an all right Meg. Like, I still like would have liked to have seen... Um, Emma Stone because she's a much better actress but also I can't imagine I feel like Emma Stone in that role Meg is supposed to be a character that kind of blends into the background like they don't, they're not the she's showiest character yeah character. so and Emma Stone I don't know fully is, I don't buy her as a conventional Emma Stone person. is such a Joe that it's not it's like, yeah she's very not a Meg it'd almost be like mm. she was kind of competing like you know yeah. you were seeing them together on screen and being no. like oh she wants the role so like my first favorite movie of 2019 was Portrait of Lady on Fire, and I thought that would never be topped. I was raving about that the whole time. Mm. And then Pain and Glory happened, and I was like, oh, okay, like, for sure, like, that's my favorite movie. And then Little Woman comes along, and it is the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it is the worst. I hate it so much. I think I might see it again, just to, like, <laughs> you know... Multiple times. Oh, I don't know. T- change my mind, Little Women. Does, we'll see. Do people have a, a character uh, uh, that we most like, or in your instance, the one that you hated <laughs> hate the, the most. most? Which one are you most not like? The one, the, Which one are you? The role that for me, I don't know in terms of who I fit, but the one that really blew me away, and it's probably my favourite of her performances of last year slash this year, well, last year, is Florence Pugh, because um, uh, she was able to convey like a real cool like quality with young Meg, even though, uh, not Meg, young Amy. Um that just completely had me enamored. Her like um, brattishness and childishness and yeah, what um, a brat. innocence. <laughs> um, some people said like, "Oh, it's clear that she's like older and playing young," but yep. I don't know. I think it's, it's just it, you get, still appeal. She gets away with it because she acts that age, even though she's physically older. And I think maybe it's because I, you know, I'm coming at it from a theatre perspective where you have people that are clearly older playing yeah. kids and teens all the time, and it's kind of a lot more expected. And acceptable in the theater it was world that terrible. is in film. <laughs> like she was in that this classroom. This bit is never going to end. Yeah, I'm not this sure how this is, bit is going to develop as works, we talk about the film. In that classroom um, where she was surrounded by the actual 12 year olds. Oh, terrible. <laughs> I wanted to see more of the trading lines because, you know, that's yeah, in the books. Lines, but I did like seeing her doing, I will say, doing her cartoons. I do mm. miss um, Kirsten Dunst from the 1994 version being like the most extra version of Amy. Mm. She's yeah. just like she's such good. The a whole brat. the whole problem with the ninety four version, like one of the main problems with it, in my opinion, even though I really like the ninety four version, is that you've got little Amy and then like she grows up and they swap her for like a random other actress and yeah. it's not at all as endearing as Kirsten like, danced. And then we're supposed to buy the relationship with Laurie when that happens. Yeah. Um, which yeah, you just don't. You see, you've been able to establish like, oh, it. Like, as what much. is this? Yeah. This is so weird. Oh, I can't believe this is happening. Whereas the whole the structure of this version of Little Women is specifically done, I think, to um, to avoid the, the problems that generally happen with adaptations of the mm-hmm. story in a chronological order, where you're going, oh, like instead of starting out with Joe and Laurie as the forever couple and us seeing them together and mm. all, like, spending this whole time building them up as a proper couple, the very first interactions we see with Laurie are with... Are with um, Amy, Amy instead, yeah. in the European section, and the, and the, and the same later. same thing with Joe. Like, I mean, 
her and Beer. Uh, Beer is shown Professor Beer. Yeah, you mm-hmm. see, the, the, you see her, her like and we eventual have, supposed love interest, yeah. even though you've got that meta choice at the end. Like yeah, exactly. you see him at the start, and we actually, of, yeah. um, we actually like kind of like him from the beginning instead of like being again invested in Joe and Laurie and being like who the fuck is this yeah, yeah. this is random even though, Man, even I though mean... or I'm gonna be like not fake anymore still team Joe and Laurie like, <laughs> still and in the 90s version you get Gabriel Byrne showing up as the professor why, and he's so why, much older why are Sosha and Timmy making movies together and not ending up together it blows my mind <laughs> well I wouldn't have wanted them together in Lady Bird like 100% no, no. No, absolutely not but still yeah. <laughs> I want them together in a movie they have such like great chemistry together like they've got their, they've got their French dispatch coming up together um, I feel like they're the finally new... gonna have a film where they get together and it's just gonna be it's gonna be bad good. yeah we're gonna watch I it still, we're gonna be like nah, still, they don't work as a couple I why they always that. get cast it's like the Jennifer Lawrence together. and Bradley Cooper thing where they had silver linings and stuff like that yeah but and they, then they had together. Judy um, Judy? no Joy Joy um, which was you know apparently fine but then there was that that weird um, period film yeah, yeah um, that they, they great got by absolutely buried because it was just the worst fucking film yeah and I Maybe that was more of a, a calm, peaceful relationship. I think maybe that's James, why it didn't work. Um, I think you might be a Professor Beer. Or no. uh, Mr. Laurie. Mr. No. Lawrence. Oh, uh, which one's Mr. Lawrence? That's Chris Cooper. Yeah. yeah. I think that's your vibe. So I'm either a sad, lonely man that listens to little girls play piano because he misses his daughter. He was very, like, charming. Which was very effective. Very nice. Or I'm, like, this douchebag that, like, critiques people's work <laughs> oh, uh, when it isn't serious. Of enough. the women, I think you might be a Meg. I'm not too sure. I don't think you're quite a, a Joe. Which one's the Meg? Oh, Meg is... I get Meg and Beth mixed up. Meg's the dead one. No, <laughs> Beth is the. Oh, di- oh Beth is spoiler the. Spoiler alert for this 150 year old novel. We already. We, I mean, Beth I think dies. the the biggest spoiler of it is that meta kind of ending as yeah. well, mm. which is one of the biggest kind of uh, changes and departures that Gerwig does with it. And I think, as you're saying before, Cass, like those changes really do benefit it. Yeah. There's a couple of drawbacks um, if you don't know the narrative, which New Zealanders might not. It'd be harder to follow necessarily if you don't know the, don't know. the story already. I feel which like is why if, I was like, Matt, you should watch the other movie version first before you see it. I guess, but um, I feel like if you just watch film, you'll get it. Like you'll get the story. Like, yeah, it's not like they're doing like you know primer or something like yeah, something yeah. like real yeah. out there. It's like. If you, like, you might be, like, lost a little bit in the beginning, but it's not that hard to get into. But I think it's also, like, you don't quite get how revelatory all the changes are unless you've seen a more traditional version of it or read the book and know how it really was always done. Yeah. And Mm. then it's, I think if I hadn't already had, like, a really strong relationship with that book and seen the 90s version a lot, then going through and seeing it again with such big changes, it wouldn't be such a, like, whoa, oh my god, they're doing this. Which, Which, yeah, I think it really is quite different. Well, I just want to quickly dispute the... Oh, do I want to dispute the Meg thing? Meg is... Let me just run through it. I don't think he... I don't know. Pretty superficial. Which one is he? Of the the four. I think you're a Beth. (laughs) I didn't want to say it. I'm a Beth. Yeah, no, I can buy I that. Think you're a I mean, I think how you're Beth, very sweet. I think how Beth like, is represented in this film, especially yeah. with her scene on the beach. Yeah, uh, Beth's just lovely. Like, Beth's the nicest Beth, and kindest good Beth one. Is is the best one of them all? Yeah. As Amy says, I'm yeah. definitely a Joe, and you're definitely an Amy. I think that's how it is. <laughs> yeah. I think I actually think I'm a Lori. But, oh yeah, but if you were going of the four of girls, the four of women, the four girls, yeah, I'm yeah, definitely yeah. an Amy. <laughs> like mm, mm. I. 
am such an Amy. It's not. It's so funny. But um, yeah. And yeah. have you reached? Are you still your young Amy, or have you gone into your older, serious Amy now? Me? Yeah. Oh, who knows? Are you wanting to? Who to knows? Make <laughs> Who knows? I just, uh, you know, I just want, yeah, I, I want to have my Europe phase, obviously. Done. Yeah, I yeah. Europe phase. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, is there any other things that people have seen recently? Um, uh, in terms of okay. films, I um, just really want to say what my real opinion is. Of, of oh yeah, Junk Oh okay. Um, no, I love this film so much. I, I <laughs> cried like uh, ninety out of the hundred thirty-six minutes of this film. Um, it, it was just great. Like I like you. Like, the way that, that Greta Gerwig films um, the actors and the scenes, like, you just feel it. Like, you just feel what their desire is. Like, it, this could be, like, super academic and, like, super straightforward, but, like, and super low stakes even. Like, but, like, the way she films Joe and the way she films Laurie looking at Joe, the way she films Amy looking at Laurie, the way those family scenes have, like, a certain rhythm... Like they just like the, the certain rhythm of of the how, how they say the dialogue, without like you know, um, there's a chemistry in this cast and and honestly like Lordern is winning her Oscar for the wrong movie this year. Mm. She was amazing <laughs> as Mrs. Marsh. Um, Marmy. Marmy. I'd say the writing is also really strong oh, yeah. as well. It's yeah. amazing. There's yeah. like there's incredible moments. So like there's the moment where adult. Amy professes her love to Laurie of like I've loved you my entire life and it's this like huge emotional mm. moment and then she skewers it by cutting back and showing young Amy being like I'm gonna just make this cast of my foot Ooh. to show, <laughs> yeah. show how beautiful Laurie, my, feet my feet are I, just, I love <laughs> which Joe. is incredible I love the Joe and Amy relationship and it's only achieved by jumping back and forth yeah the juxtaposition is yeah. so well used. Yeah. So well used. and it earns the, those moments of Beth being sick in her first time and then um, sick and dying yeah. the second I think, time. Yeah, like so Amy and Beth emotional. are kind of the problematic sisters in some mm. ways because, like, you can have so many versions that make Amy just a complete bitch or make Beth so boring and so we don't really care when she dies. And I feel like both of those issues are avoided in this yeah. adaptation. You have you really strongly empathise with no, Amy. That's, you that's understand the thing. everything about I her. And Beth, you get to see a lot more with her and you get a more sense of she's not just the perfect angel kid. She's just a severely socially anxious yeah. girl who, mm. like, you know, is very kind and very, yeah, good. That's, I think, what, like, um, what I noticed in Greta Gerwig's st- storytelling is that she definitely makes every character count and she cares yeah. about each of the characters. Mm. Like this happened in Lady Bird as well. Yeah. With, with the, um, the priest character. Yeah. Could have been not so much care for that That's small a very small role, but he's so fleshed but, out. But like in the, and for this, like for this movie, like she cares about each of the, these women, mm. like they have their own kind of, um, perspective and you get all of their perspectives, even Beth, like, yeah, Amy's definitely expanded pretty much the second lead out of the, out of the women. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, like, I think it's emblematic of that scene where, like, where they get the letter from, from um, well, like, a telegram, I think, I, can't, I don't remember, but, like, it's the iconic image of every little woman where it's, like, they're all surrounded around Marmy. Yeah, they've got the message from yeah. the father at the battlefield. Whereas, like, all of them in all the other versions are just, like, like they have that triangular like pyramidic mm. position like in this one they cut to each of their faces before like mm. like you see each of their reactions first so we care about them individually before like seeing as just like the, a that frame mm. yeah absolutely so yeah. that's what i love about this this movie and um florence Pugh, i stan i mean I, I, I was a fan before but she's amazing so sharon my love just grows like she's <laughs> 
like the best actress of her generation. I'm just excited for Greta Gerwig's now announced that she wants to do a musical. Um, yeah. And I feel like that's totally because of her collaboration with Florence Pugh and realizing sure, yeah. that she's a strong she's voice, yeah. strong she's musical theatre performer. She's a There's a lot of people that also are keen in terms yeah. of Ewan McGregor and Chris <laughs> Evans have all been like, let's do musicals, let's of talk course, about musicals. Now everyone wants to work with Greta. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, 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 and Timothy Chalamet was amazing. <laughs> this is like my fav- second favorite of his performances. Because I think I'm a Laurie, mostly, but he was very, like, just like his, his body language acting is really cool. Like, yeah, the yeah. way he uses body to just convey stuff. Um, does he always have to... No, no, no. I was just going to say, does he always have to play a character that's damaged, but... Um, I mean, it's just characters. Yeah. Most characters yeah. are damaged. No, I mean, but you know <laughs> how, how some actors, like, lean into a kind of persona. I think that's how Greta's kind of been using him in terms mm-hmm. of his those kind of collaborations. I guess it just comes with, like, his natural persona. Like, Yeah, kind of, like, seeming like a bit of a bad boy. But he mm-hmm. can also play a, super... I don't think super... by your name he's a bad boy. Yeah, no, no that's what I was thinking. Yeah. They lean into the innocence of him. Yeah. Then. I think it's the hair. That the hair floppiness? Yeah. Deserves best supporting actor to <laughs> It's yeah. doing all the work. Right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, we also saw Knives Out with the director's commentary. Oh, yes, with Ryan Johnson. Thing you can, uh, I would recommend if it's still playing near you and you like Knives Out a lot. Yeah, um, you can go on Twitter. He's got it as his pin tweet and, and um, Ryan for the director's commentary. When he says he. Yeah. I said Ryan Johnson before. Um, and yeah, it's a wicked time. He gets really uh, into detail with um, uh, both um, ca- kind of camera tricks and photography, as well as um, yeah, working with the cast and a lot of little tidbits. He shouts out like something I really like about Ryan Johnson is you get a feel that the process is a really um, fun, healthy time. Like even Everybody though it, enjoys being there, and it's yeah, like, yeah. It's and there was definitely healthy. the case for Knives Out. Yeah, you know, even everyone on Star Wars apparently had a really good time collaborating and, and working with him. Um, at least from Kathleen Kennedy and like behind the scenes, like pre-production right. and stuff like that. Then why did they not carry out his vision, Kathleen? Who's <laughs> mm. <laughs> to say? He's still meant to do a trilogy, but I don't know if that'll happen. I'm done um, with Star Wars. I'm done with yeah. Star Wars. Um, um, but he's he's he strikes me as like a really nice collaborative kind of person that likes to shout yeah. out people but, yeah. and their work. But it's work. definitely nice if you want to have Ryan Johnson in your ear while you watch it again. Um, you've yeah, it's a good little. Does he have things. a nicer voice than his wife? I don't, I don't like his wife's voice. What? She doesn't have a bad voice. No. Just has a Are you shading the entirety voice. of Karina Longworth's You Must Remember That? Sometimes it's just like unengaging. Right. She doesn't have a naturally like engaging voice, I think. Anyway, she has a, she does that as a specific voice for You Must Remember This. You know? yeah. like, hey, look. There are other interviews where she talks normally and that's right, not right. how she normally mm. sounds. It's such a draw. It's just, <laughs> but I will take her voice any day. Over, over the angle <laughs> Over the angle I'd also say... Um, podcast a podcast feud. Yeah, this huge feud. You know, Karina, um, call, uh, uh, clap back at us. Yeah. Um, see it with a large audience as well. We saw it for a sneak peek um, with only a couple of people. And the first this, time, yeah. The first time oh, around it. Right, and the yeah. second time, we saw it with a really huge audience. Full. And you could see, like, the moments that he, like, sets up. They just... Pays yeah, off like a slot machine, laughing yeah. and giggling and the gasping, and it was it was really cool. Yeah, I love um, gasping. Yeah, mm. it's a very good like enthused yeah. audience, and I really hope that they didn't see our headphones and think that we were not okay. <laughs> uh, we were very covert. We were yeah. Yeah, very yeah. secretive about it. Uh, but yeah, knives out. Director's commentary. Check it out. Awesome. Uh, should we go down to the main event? Unless there's anything yeah. else that. Well, the only out? thing I feel like I've have I watched any TV yeah I'm watching like Four Weddings and a Funeral the miniseries it's bad what I didn't even know that existed <laughs> yeah, yeah who's ca- doing it BBC 
No, it's like a it's it's an American slash British production. It's like Mindy Kaling produced it. Ah, and who's it's, in um, it? I don't, so like Natalie Emanuel who plays um, who did you know like Daenerys's like right hand woman? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, right. And she's British, so like there are four Americans. Who was in love with the eunuch? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Not in four weddings and a funeral. No, 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 no. What a twist! Right? Um, no, there are four American characters and the rest are British characters. Um, and I'm like, no, it just completely no, changed the entire no. thing. Yeah. And she's British and she plays American, and I'm like, why? why? Oh, no. Um, also, like, they're like, I mean, they swapped like it's like definitely racially diverse, which I like, and um, uh, but like. It's not... They're, like, no queer characters until, like... Of the main cast, which is, like... Isn't, like, the right? gay love story is, like, one of the key... It's pretty much like, the heart yeah. of the film. heart of like, Warnings in a Funeral. And, um, I mean, yeah, there was a deaf character as well in the main one. And I'm just, like... Yeah, I don't know. It's just, like... It trades off a lot on, like, rom-com goodwill. So, mm-hmm. I... Yeah. But otherwise, it's pretty trash. So, that's whatever. And I, I, I saw a concert... Um, couple nights ago it was amazing it was just Mac DeMarco um, who is pretty much my big brother like he's been giving me advice since I was I don't know <laughs> 10 years ago no. like yeah um, I'd like to shout out uh, Christopher Nolan's Tenet Tenet um, came out sorry um, who? Tenet Christopher Nolan's Tenet. I thought that's what you said. I just didn't catch it. Um, Which uh, looks kind of interesting. It's got Robin Patterson and David uh, Washington. What's the triple barrel name from uh, the guy from um, the Ku Klux Klan movie? John John David Washington. John David Washington. Um, Denzel's son. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Um, And it looks like... I Denzel Jr. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But do you know who actual Denzel Denzel Jr. is? Um, John Boyega looks so much like Denzel Washington. I can see it. Do you yeah, see it? I yeah. do see it. Yeah. I could play young, young yeah. version, old version, or yeah, yeah some. Um, and it looks like it's just playing with people are speculating that it's part of the Inception kind of universe, um, potentially. And it's also playing with like reverse footage, it's like reverse time, yeah, stuff. It looks fun. Yeah, I like. I'm a Nolan fan. I like that stuff. I think I do like Christopher Nolan. I, I do enjoy his films. Hmm. I think. Yeah. yeah. So I'll wait and see what that's like. Um, I also really dig what Pattinson's doing at the moment. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to good work. Yeah. him doing the Batman, even though I'm not a fan of like some of my favorite actors just getting signed into doing superhero stuff mm. for a long amount of time. I also checked out the new um, trailer of um, Birds of Prey, the emancipation oh, yeah. of um, Harley Quinn, uh, and it looks even stronger. I think, yeah. I think I shouted it out a couple of weeks ago, but um, it's set to a Bjork um, uh, song and there's uh, musical theatre um, sequences and uh, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a really good time. Yeah. It features um, Cassandra Kane, our... Uh... Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, you're going to... I'm like, you, can be Cass- you don't have to take his last name. I will yeah. not. <laughs> but, you, but you could be I will Cassandra not, Kane. but I specifically yeah. would not because Cassandra yeah. Kane is a character from Batman. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you would get no um, end to no. the joke. Speaking of like, theatery stuff, actually, another thing I like about Little Women is how Greta Gerwig just casts like Broadway actors, like Jane Howdy Show as, um, yeah. as Hannah as was Hannah. great. Which I was like, for the first five minutes, I was like, is that Miriam Margolis? They look alike. <laughs> they look alike. Well, Jane Houdichel. Houdichel. I don't yeah. know how you say her name. 
But yeah, for any Academy voters listening to this podcast, FYC, um, Little Women in all categories, please. Yeah. I just have this vain hope that somehow the Oscars are going to get it right after all the clusterfuck stuff of the BAFTAs and the yeah. Golden Globes. But I don't need to. I, I shouldn't put that much on it. That'll no. be a nice silver lining of 2020, but you know. Yeah. Uh, because we need some fucking silver linings this year because it's it's been <laughs> it's real bad so bad far. So far, the yeah. world. It's, it's yeah. Yeah. You know. Any other pop culture stuff, or are we ready to move on? I think let's talk about this bloody movie. Let's do it. Okay. Right. So, why did we pick this film? Well, Avatar. 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 As says. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this was a Matt suggestion, I think. Well, we, we were agreed on it as a group. Yeah, I, but think, I think we think were we like kind of. Wanted to like pick a like really big film for our, our yes. first one of of the new decade. Yeah. yeah, and we were like we were running through some films, and then Avatar came up, and we were like, "This is was released exactly ten, 10 years, years ago." ago yeah. I mean, it came out in two thousand nine, but it, but I, I think, think it was a New Year's release. Well, for yeah. Places. Well, I definitely specifically watched this on my birthday. Because I was mm. like, oh, it's a good birthday present. It's like huge. Um, we got me and my dad and my brother got the last three seats in the cinema. We were oh, like, nice. we're like right up in front though. So it's okay. like the training of the training neck. Training of the neck. But um, it was definitely something you had to see back then. Yeah. And it became the biggest grossing movie of two thousand of of all time at the yeah, time. Yeah, I think it's mm. time. Um, surpassing Titanic, and I think maybe even then, but like definitely throughout time. Mm. It was a big, like, moneymaker. It was a big, like, awards contender at the time. But definitely throughout the years, it's become kind of, like, a punchline. Like, yeah. Especially yeah. with, like, the yet-to-be-like... Um, not produced yet to be like released sequels that are still filming and, and have been being floated yeah. since 2010 you know people yeah. saying it's definitely happening and so it's, which are finally it's, actually going to be happening it's They've, crazy yeah. to me that like this like kind of big film on paper is like really not that iconic it's oh, like no. it's, it's so like, forgettable yeah, yeah. i guess it's the blue people that's pretty much it yeah like, i mean all i see i saw this film my history of avatar is that uh, my family were on holiday in France um, seeing my uncle. And so I saw it in, like on the day after New Year's or New Year's Day or something like that in France, and they didn't have English... They had um, French subtitles, but the film was in English. Mm. But then whenever the Navi came up, it was only subtitled in, in French. French. <laughs> so this is my first experience of actually knowing what they're saying. I mean, did you miss Navi much, moments. honestly? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, so I was like... I, I, I mean, I remember kind of being like, that was fine at the time. Um, I mean, I it was definitely. Like I think it's still fine. Yeah, I feel like definitely yeah. like watching it with the three D glasses. I was yeah. Like, oh yeah, the three D is great because three D is pretty good. Yeah. That was my that was my experience yeah. with it. Of I don't remember going with my family. I think they all noped out. Right. Yeah, I think yeah. I just went by myself. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with, know my little, should, with my little with my little three D glasses. No, I'm I'm a big fan of going to movies by myself. I do theater. do that. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a sweet strange experience. It took me a while. I'm like, what, yeah. a, what a loser just going to your fi- to to your. I think film it yeah, very you, much you build depends up on what it. kind of film it is. Yeah. I would not want to see Avatar by myself. No. Yeah, no. it's it's pretty boring uh, <laughs> by yourself. But at the time, yeah, I think that first time that you see it um, with the with the visuals mm. and the um, yeah a whole sense of a whole new world of Pandora that's coming out at you. And uh, I remember the 3D. It wasn't just like wow, here's a fucking yeah, bird. Well, it was all textured and had a yeah, sense of layers. It definitely was a huge narrative at that time. How it kind of revolutionized 3D because I remember when I used to watch 3D like before this, like 
would have been like Spy Kids 3D or something. Like Beowulf. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was like just not it's that tacky good. Yeah, yeah. And, like the 3D. Whereas also... this was kind of built in, yeah. and I think a big part of like what made this movie good was like um, the visual storytelling with the 3D integrated into it. So, yeah, I think my three like main 3D um, experiences that I actually hold up are um, Avatar, like as a as a big kind also, of one, um, The Life of Pi, um, which oh, yeah. like had a really interesting kind of play with some stuff that was a bit flashy, but some stuff that was really beautiful and more subtle. And then also just animation is really killer in 3D. So oh, yeah. um, How to Train Your Dragon, I saw in 3D, oh, yeah. and it was it's such a beautiful like yeah yeah it sweeps you away. My my th- Tintin is good in 3D. Yes, oh, that's really? right. Yeah, I saw that on my birthday as well. Oh, yeah, hmm. maybe the next year. I don't know when Tintin was released, or maybe the year before. Who knows? Good mixed bag. Yeah, but um, my three are Avatar. Also, had to train your dragon. Nice. I wrote, I wrote like an essay in English class for year thirteen. I was like the best in English in my year because <laughs> it was like. I mean, the only, like, remotely, like, artistic kind of, like, you know, like, something I could excel at. So that was, like, my favorite subject. And, like, my big essay was, like, how, like, about 3D and, like, how it was, like, you know, how it was, like, used well or not used well. And then I submitted it. Like, my examples were Avatar and How to Train Your Dragon. And my English teacher was, like, you could do better than that. Oh, and I was like, I thought it was a pretty good essay, but I guess he wanted like. I guess the, it's not really English, though. Not, not. Like, I guess I feel yeah. like it's just he wanted uh, like a topic that was more deep. I guess so. It's just like so I did something yeah. about reading and books and literature in the end, and it, it got published in like the year year end magazine. Like, Cute. but I was just like, Although, that was a perfectly I mean, like, fine essay. It like, sounds like that teacher has a double standard around yeah. what mediums. I think it's <laughs> just like yeah. No, but, but I mean, like, you, I think you can, I'm just going to say, as a side note, I think you can write about, like, film in both a media studies way and a film studies way and also in an English yeah. way. Yeah. And that's yeah. probably more of a media studies or a film take. Possibly, film. I suppose. I and and number three is Step Up 3D. Oh! Those dance moves just popped off the screen and I was like, oh! Oh, I I was tied up in my toxic masculinity back in high school, so never got a chance to experience Step Up in a way that was yeah. I don't know. Like all the boys watch Step Up. Yeah, not my school. school You went to like the drama school. I know. Yeah, Yeah, but for some reason it didn't translate. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've never really been into 3D, um, perhaps because I have very bad vision, uh, mm. and so I have to wear 3D glasses over the top of my regular glasses, Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's always just, it's quite painful by the time you get to the end of the film, but, yeah. it's, nice it's starting to hurt, three, on your, starting to hurt on your nose. Three hours of this as well. Yeah, and like, the, the little bits of your, the wings of the glasses it, are just pressing into your head from a double layer. not natural to watch in 3D, like it's just mm. like such an... You're always conscious. Get a headache, you know. You're always like, yeah. conscious of the thing that's on your face. Like, Whenever I'd see a three D film with Dad, he'd always just like lift up his glasses oh, love, every once in a while just to see. That. Oh, what is the effect? Yeah, okay, I, I understand. One thing also. they can do is apparently, if three D glasses give you a headache, you can buy two D glasses, which you can take in if you're going with friends to, to see a three D movie, and then it will turn it into a two D movie for oh, you. So, oh wow! Yeah, it's just, it just blocks right. off the like one of the things in some way, or like it. It does something to it to pre- like prevent that. the 3D effect so that people that you know, get headaches from it can still yeah. go to the movies with yeah. their friends. <laughs> I mean, who can nice. even handle 3Ds? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean... Stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. We saw the... Um, Matt mentioned three hours. Uh, as you might remember, oh, yes. Avatar wasn't um, three hours it wasn't when it three streamed. Hours it before. was 163 minutes. But the only 
copy that we could get a hold of was a three-hour cut, the extended, the extended cut. Extended version. So we have now seen the seen the full official the full as version. it was an intended yeah. um, by Jim sometimes, Cameron. Sometimes the extended cut is a much better movie. Sometimes like Margaret. One yeah. of the best films of the 2010s. Although I feel like Cameron has a kind of reputation of kind of fucking it up with director's cuts, where he goes back... I wouldn't like, say that he fucked anything up with the director's cut. I feel like this was exactly on par mm. with Avatar the yeah. other time. No, I, I know. I don't think it improved it in any way, and I don't think it, like... Yeah. Was, you know, He's just... He has a... a um, uh, a habit of going back and, and fiddling with some of this stuff. There is so like there's this like world that they introduce in the beginning. This is part of the oh, deleted scenes. Yeah. I guess of the of, of the like, cut. what life's back on Earth. Yeah, and it was like yeah. this nice kind of Blade Runner esque like future, future Earth. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I wanna spend time in this why don't we spend more time in this world? Like cause it looked really impressive. Yeah, and you learned information, you know, in more subtle ways than how it's kind of employed in the rest of the film around like there's something around Bengal Tigers being extinct but they were somehow being able to bring them back right. um, you know you see, you see a big crowd of people and almost everybody's got like an eye patch or a gas mask on yeah. or like a different because everybody is like you yeah. know and being injured by the poisoned planet because I think James Cameron is a, is a excels as a visual storyteller. He does, yes. And so when he decides to lean into that, it can be really strong. But unfortunately, when you're doing a science fiction film, you always have that hurdle of like, how do I establish this world and get everyone up to date with all of the rules and the structures of it um, without feeling like expositional dumps? Which uh, <laughs> uh, we get a lot of that. Well, a lot emphasize of on dumps. dumps. Hey? Yeah. Oh. Um, so we meet our protagonist, Jake Sully. Or say, <laughs> in Earth terms, Jake Sully. Who, in a, a terribly miscast <laughs> Sam Worthington. Yeah. Who, for, for some reason, they're like, let's get this guy who has a, a thick ochre accent mm. and we'll sort of try to make him do American, but we won't you know really establish that at all like and, it's... and everyone was wondering about Sam at this point because he had been announced for this and James yeah. Cameron has this huge history of like tentpole films of like Titanic and uh, Terminator mm. 1 and 2 so like he's always delivered hit after hit after hit so people are like who's this new person that's going to be leading it yeah from Australia yeah and we got Terminator Salvation a couple of years before um, where he is Always? this is that before no that's after isn't that after is it after well, he booked it after Avatar oh he booked it after Avatar yeah. right so um, with Salvation everyone was like well surely now it'll be it'll be better it'll be right yeah what year was Salvation then I think it was when I, I was at the movie theatre yeah so I was working at the yeah. movie theatre as well <laughs> so oh, 2010 yeah so that was 2010 yeah um, the next year no so like but it, yeah it, he's just he's I mean he looks fine for yeah. the part he plays a marine well he's he, a yeah, Broadly he's... handsome white man. Of yeah. Is he handsome build. though? He's boring looking, which I is think what people he's handsome, like. But um, like, like not in an appealing kind of like way. It's not, just like he's like. Yeah. But that shouldn't be handsome. Yeah. Like if he's, he's not, not appealing. But he's not like he's not a hot role. He's not the... movie star handsome, is what I think. Like I feel like again, yeah. why this is not more iconic is because Jake Sully, as portrayed by. Sam, um, Worthington. Sam Worthington is just not an iconic performance. He is like, generic. Everything exactly. about the performance like, is generic. He's this, an incredibly generic actor. He can't do the accent. Terminator but, Salvation came out in 2009 and it was before Avatar, I'm pretty sure. Oh, well it came out in New Zealand cinemas later, yeah. I think. Yeah. Right. Anyway, yeah. sorry. But but this this could have been like like a star-making performance mm. yeah. for the right actor. 
he was not the right actor. Yeah, no. and it's just like you're supposed to have this anchor of a lead character just, going into this thing, and I just every time my my eyes glaze over just thinking about like trying to listen to this guy talk. Or like, yeah, and it's not like there's not anyone. a it's not like there's not a character here. So like he is supposed to be a guy that has a chip on his shoulder. Well, at the beginning, he's very like unlikable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's but like I feel like even then, different. right from the start, like. He, if in the right hands, there could be someone that could be... Maybe. Um, you know, he's, he's punching guys at the club that are being yeah. rude. Well, he's a paraplegic also. Yeah. So he's like, you know, he's got this, like, condition. But, I think, yeah, I think but he, also, he was injured when he yeah. was in a war somewhere. Yeah, yeah, but he's also, in the Marines, yeah. He's got, like, Lots. a chip on his shoulder and, like, a huge... He's He's got, like, the fighting spirit. Like, yeah. he's got he's no got a, fear. He's got a kind heart. Yeah, yeah. and most people forget that about him. But he, yeah. he actually really does. <laughs> I um, mean, I can sense it without him doing anything out. specific. Yeah, um, until until later. But, you know, <laughs> Nate had to point it out for me. But, but no, the, and I guess this was in the extended edition where, like, he fights like a guy at the bar like yeah bar. just has like a punch up at yeah. the start well he hits a woman uh the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the guy right, that he's yeah. beating up uh, and then he yeah. just punches the guy and, i guess like, it's to show him, like yeah. yeah he's hot-headed but he knows he's on the side of right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, then, there's um, the shot where he gets thrown out of the bar and then his like wheelchair on his head and then he's lying there on the ground in this price position um which we get repeated throughout not not that pose but other crisis Imagery. There are the tools there for like us to like him, despite him not being the most likable character. But he's just not. A I charismatic think the problem actor. is as well as like, he's not a charismatic actor. But I think also the way his character is written, it expects that we're gonna identify with yeah. and like this character a lot more than he, he yeah. is. Like it's not he's not like his meatheadedness and it's yeah. absolute. Like he's just so stupid. But I'm this film. I'm fine. So if... many dumb things, and but we're not supposed to be like. We're supposed to be like, oh, that's oh, that's funny. He's like, of course, I'd do that. But the as well. thing with directing, though, is right. like you're you're asking to be put in this person's viewpoint for two hours, yeah. mm. and I don't mind if I'm supposed to be like, you know, if something, if so, like Die Hard's a really Republican film, but I'm mm. fine to like sit in that for like two hours and like go with the flow of that. So I don't mind backing like some guy that's yeah, kind it, of meatheady as long as I can buy with the charisma it and his energy. Yeah, it's like a thing where like the. A good actor can definitely make it. Like I was just like, mm. who was like hot, like kind of up and coming in this like era? I was like, like if Ryan Gosling was in this role, I could have been like, I could have bought that. Yeah. Like, yeah, like he could have bought those. Like, like he would have bought like brought a withering kind of tone to those like kind of misogynistic kind of like weird iffy like jokes that is written for J- Jake as well. I feel like he would have brought a tone that's like, mm, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, 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 I just, I, I don't know. I think there's also, like, an inherent problem with the writing of the oh, character yeah. Oh, yeah, as the, well, is right. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I think, yes, you could definitely fix some of it by having a better actor, a more charismatic actor in that role. But, like, I mean, stuff that he does in this film, like, let's so go dumb. through. So he's, mm-hmm. he's dropped in Pandora, has had no training. And then, like, you know, the whole the whole plot device is that they've developed this technology which he is sort of lucked into because his twin brother who died was going to be a scientist <laughs> Tommy, on this big mission. Poor Tommy, what did Tommy you Sully. do? Well, oh, Tommy got name. stabbed. Oh, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> so Tommy is the, is the guy who is actually, like, fit for, for this yeah, mission. Yeah, this mission, who did apparently lots of training, had a PhD, was a trained scientist. <laughs> yeah, he was and the, the nerd like, brother. They're like, oh, I don't know, we'll just get this random marine guy, and he's his genetic match, who fit, and he can get, be going to this this avatar body, which yeah. they've created, which are um, sort of, you know, 
human like alien mix-ups i guess that people can transfer the consciousness from the human into their alien avatar yeah they've grown like a navi kind of and a big tank imitation yeah um so anyway we get our our hero supposedly is dropped on the space station and apparently goes through no training no. he goes through like yeah. reads up nothing on the subject of the navi or pandora the the new planet <laughs> that they're on or i think it's a moon or something i'm not sure but the place that they're going to um mm. and is sort of just dumped into this jungle and then like he doesn't repeatedly... listen to instructions just runs yeah like... dives into situations and challenge he has like his machine gun out um all the time when the other scientists have been like no you're being way too jumpy just like yeah he just has let's this go to the to just like touch stuff school and yeah. Yeah. he's just going through he's just like oh no i just bat that big mushroom see what happens and just like yeah, he's so unqualified things. to do anything and just but has but... no instinct for self-preservation yeah. and he also just has like <laughs> Just like an unfounded kind of confidence. Yeah, like, it's that confidence of stuff. the mediocre white man to like, just, just like he sail just his way through life. Yeah. And it's just so irritating because he just somehow he just, because he manages to just like charm his way into everything and he faces no and consequences. That's the problem he's <sighs> not charming. At and yeah, and he, we yeah. don't we don't buy it because he's not charming. And so, I still feel like you can have those you could have those problems in the script, but. It, you know, we'd react a different way if there was a charming actor and we'd be like, oh my god, as opposed to like, what the fuck? Like, Han Solo could have been such a dick. Like, if it was a, yeah, a, like, a worse actor playing then, that then character. Oh, oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. As in, like, but, um, so Sam Worthington, he has, like, two modes. It's like, he's either completely blank-faced. Yeah, a lot of the time. Or he's, like, when he's emoting, he's emoting the different emotion <laughs> from what's called for in the scene. Yeah. Like, there's this scene where, like, the, the military colonel, who's, like, a big bad, mm. played by Stephen Lang, <laughs> Colonel Quartrich, and, like, he's... The very, craziest find name. out the surname, like, very late in the flight. Yeah. The thing. So he's, like, very, like, black and white, kind of, um, you know, he's he's the big bad. He's just, like... He loves this, military might. He loves smashing shit. Yeah, he's just, tanks. like, that kind of stereotypical kind of mm. army um, general. So I, I guess, in this case, colonel, who, like, bosses everyone around and... And doesn't have the best interests of anyone, um, but the you know the military agenda. Um, mm. uh, and then Sam Worthington just looks at him with like the most like like lovable kind of like, like loving expression. Loving, yeah. It's like he's giving uh, a speech much... saying like, "All right, you men, like listen yeah. up. I'm here to make sure you don't die, and he's I'm going to take your asses." Dog eyes. And he's sitting there, and he's just like mooning after him. Yeah. But it's yeah. really it's, not what he's supposed to like, be showing. Not it's not helped by like... the cinematography, which has like a light yeah, that's like a just soft, framing his like eyes soft and golden his like glow chin. on his face. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so that was a like you yeah. Know. I, on Stephen Lang though, like. He's playing what the script is being asked for. And I feel like I I dig that that, that broadness because, like, he's an imposing villain. He feels like that guy from, like, Tarzan, that baddie from Tarzan. I actually found out, like... It's a Disney villain. I, like, at first, when I first watched Avatar, I didn't like this one. But now that I rewatch it again, I'm actually, like... I like that they're, like, not giving him Shades of Grey. This guy is just terrible. Yeah. And, like, I enjoy that. And Stephen Lang is playing him appropriately, like, yeah. with as much fun and gusto and kind of just, like, leaning into, like, how terrible this guy is. Yeah. And that's what it is. Like, we don't need... Sometimes we don't need villains because they're just... Who who, who have that depth because they are just 
terrible yeah. people. Yeah, and like, it, like if there's villains like that, then like we're seeing a fantasy. We're seeing he's an artifice. playing, yeah. you know, um, such a ridiculously evil. Yeah, but I think he does a fairly good job. He's, like, and he's in, good in the same way, and it might just be the extended version because I didn't feel this way when I saw the theatrical cut. Um, uh, Sigourney Weaver, I quite liked in this role too. Yeah. Um, I feel like, yeah, the theatrical cut cut out a lot of her like smoking so. and more of her like um, sham, not shambolic, uh, more what? like roguish kind of quality of like, give right. me a cigarette, ah, but actually has like a heart, like a, a, a good heart underneath. Yeah, all of I actually was surprised because I definitely remember this being a nothing role when I first watched it. That sort of brought into her out. So she's sort of the lead yeah. scientist on the mission. She sort of spends the beginning of it going like, I can't believe you guys are making me take this like marine into the jungle when like I wanted his brother who's a highly specialized PhD. She's like the most important um, supporting character yeah, because yeah. she's the main relationship she's with Jake <laughs> when he's a human when he's in human form because obviously yeah. he can't be hanging out honestly, with Teddy like, when he's human. If they released the cut with this version of her role, I think she could have been like a contender for something. Like it's like substantive enough and she's respected. I don't enough. know about that. I think she's fine. Well, um, I think the character. No, is I mean because fine, this was such a huge think, movie that I yeah, feel like she could true. have gotten traction. Like, yeah. So what did it get nominated for? Best picture, best picture director, and all the texts. Like, and oh, right. so it definitely did not get nom- nominated for screenplay, screenplay. And, and acting. Yeah, because yeah. I mean there was definitely a um, a. Oh, was that op- for? Well, there was definitely an open slot in supporting actress that year. There was like mm. a fifth slot, uh-huh. like. Um, and at the end of the day, it was like Maggie Gyllenhaal who got nominated for Crazy Heart. She had no other like, like mentions, like no, she had like one mention and one critics award, mm. um, as a nominee. And she got in because she got swept up because, um, Jeff Bridges was winning that year for best actor. So she was like oh, swept up as she like a coattail. I guess everyone who voted for him just like put her down as like yeah, number if, one. If I was Sigourney and I saw the the finished theatrical cut, I'd yeah. be pissed because yeah. it's yeah, it's a butchering of the character that she yeah. she made. And she you know she's a terrific actor, so she can hold a lot of the really serious also, stuff. She, you hear about like her relationship with the school that she founded, which I don't remember much of the yeah, theatrical. I think that, that was definitely there. That was in there. Sure was that. it in there? Yeah, yeah. Well, it felt a lot more fleshed out. Um, also, Sigourney needs an Oscar. She doesn't. Does she not have one yet? She doesn't. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if she had, maybe if there had been a scene where she like got Stephen Lang out of the mech suit and then just like jumped in it herself and then we re- <laughs> reprised the aliens yeah, scene, right? then it would have been like, give that woman an Oscar. Yeah. Um, um, what else we got in this film? Uh, talk about any other specific actors that are well, I strong. Mean, we'll, we'll talk about the native, the native, the, the Navi later because there's like a whole bunch of them. But I guess in the crew there's like. Um, there's Michelle Rodriguez. There's Michelle Rodriguez I'd playing like to, very small play, role right, playing okay, Michelle so, Rodriguez. Well, let's talk about the tragedy of Michelle Rodriguez and how this, she's been pigeonholed. Yeah, but like yeah. also <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez um, plays a character called Trudy. Yes, <laughs> uh, uh, like the, the least like no one has been called yeah. Trudy. <laughs> she's also, like uh, <laughs> almost as much of a hard ass as something like Stephen Lang's character. Yeah, and yeah, she's got Trudy as a name. Like, I mean, clearly that's an ironic choice of name. Who knows? Such a white. Like old white person. It's an old like, white person name. The yeah. last name is crazy too. I gotta look it up. Chacon. Trudy. Oh, Chacon. Oh, yeah. that's not as crazy. It's fine. It's the Trudy that's but, doing. But most like of Trudy Chacon doesn't like sound like um it goes together. Like, no. It no. Yeah. As like it doesn't yeah. sound. Nice. It's a made up like, name. 
Um, but <laughs> Trudy. Trudy. But anyway, um, she's playing like Michelle the, Rodriguez, the Michelle basically. Rodriguez, yeah, the tough badass. Um, <laughs> yeah, she doesn't she, get enough to do. Yeah, does not give her much. To she's do. very competent. She's the pilot. She's one of the pilots. I guess she's the main one. Yeah. 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 She flies them up to like the floating mountains. Yeah, and, the um, floating mountains look cool. Yeah, it's kind of carrying on that tradition, like. Um, Cameron, like, uh, in Aliens, like, casts a lot of, like, really tough, like... Oh, um, yes, like Veronica Cartwright. And, and yeah. um, that lady in, in Aliens too. she's, like, the, the kind of butchy lady. I yeah, yeah. What her name is. He's got like, that, like, long history of that, yeah. and, like, um, has had that kind of... Linda Hamilton also. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, yeah, strong women kicking ass and taking names. But a lot of the time, like, Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2, she yeah. gets a full, like, character. Absolutely. she's, like, iconic just because of that movie, really. Yeah, and, and the characters in Aliens, too. But mm-hmm. in this, it's just, like, get Michelle. She can do her thing. That's I it. I think, yeah, I surprised Michelle... I was going to say Michelle Williams. Very different kind of person. Can you see her in this role? She'd fit Trudy better. Yeah, she's a Trudy. Yeah. Yeah, much more of a Trudy. Um, I'm surprised Michelle Rodriguez really hasn't had, like, a starring vehicle. Yeah. Even just as an action... Even... Even Zoe Saldana has Colombiana in her resume mm. as like an, a badass action woman. Mm. Like that could have easily been. I guess Michelle, Michelle Rodriguez. Rodriguez like had like I think she's been in like in jail a couple of times. That's she true. had some like arrest records, oh, right. so maybe people were quite like. Wait, that is like, true. I feel like she still could because I think she's still I mean, on a again, good point in her career, and like that stuff's calmed down now. So that's the thing about Michelle about Rodriguez is like she might not be like a huge leading actress but everyone knows her like yeah. everyone knows the Michelle Rodriguez type of role yeah like she's such a singular presence in cinema like yeah well I think you know how Fast and Furious is starting to spin off in different ways now that you know Paul Walker's yeah. passed yeah. away she could definitely have she a, could have her own spin off of that yeah. yeah I'd be yeah. just as interested in that she as was, something like Hobbs yeah. and Shaw and I, I love that she was Water. cast in Widows last year like that yeah. might be a step in the right direction for her mm. like even Broaden because I like she's got like such a baseline like grittiness toughness that could definitely yeah. like if she stretches her dramatic muscles that could like earn her like you know just more opportunities if not you know and I think she has the chops to like be vulnerable and stuff like I that I think so well. yeah yeah mm. she get more opportunity to <laughs> play yes. things other 100%. than just yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and she's it, good on Lost yeah she's... oh what does your dad say my dad has a terrible habit of like every time he sees a latina actress in a film he's like is that ana lucia from last most of the time he's wrong but sometimes it is in fact michelle rodriguez it is michelle <laughs> rodriguez we also get norm um oh my God, so what's like, his last name norm no norman norm spellman norm spellman the nerdiest name in the, the nerdiest of name for the nerdy character when he showed up i was like oh that's a role i'd be cast in yeah he's true it's exactly well i probably no Sorry, I get cast as an extra going, ah, or running away. <laughs> if you away. were playing but a lead character. If I was playing a lead role, character. you'd be playing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and this is Joel David Moore, uh, who I haven't heard of before, but he mainly specializes in films like Dodgeball and Shaggy Dog. He definitely <laughs> is like... And the hottie like, and the naughty. That, like, creepy, kind of, like, lanky, maybe nerdy kind yeah, of guy. Yeah, looks like, like, a, like he'd be cast in a small role as a video store clerk. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. And, like, when you mentioned Shaggy Dog, and I was like, he looks like Shaggy, like, if... Yeah. Yeah. if he would be a fitting Shaggy in a Scooby-Doo movie. He gets increasingly pissed at Jake Sully because um, he looks, Jake Sully looks it's, out it's, and hangs out with a Navi. It's weird because he does get pissed to a point and then he kind of just 
accepts Jake. Well, I guess because any... like then Jake gets less annoying because uh, he guess, starts learning yeah. about the things. Well, he's meant to get less annoying. Supposedly, yeah, yeah. he's gotten yeah. less annoying, yeah. and the other scientists have accepted him. And um, they do a small montage where he's like. Uh, Jake is doing an annoying monologue where he's like, everyone calls me the Navi for moron. And so does, what's his name? Norm. But actually, we're starting to get along just right. (laughs) I love that that Snatch Game audition for Sam Worthington from James. Thank you. That's my bad. (laughs) We need a few more rolled American R's in there just to show that he's still trying his best. It's so funny because his twang is just really, like he can't can't get the, the vowel sounds correct all of the vowel sounds are straight from are so bad it's just yeah it's this, mostly an australian accent with with just real r's and, and it's like i've hard r's i've and... yeah encountered many actors in new zealand that True their bad. american accent is just like their just normal that. accent with that rolled r's and i'm like oh guys that's not what it is <laughs> it's amazing that worthington ha- still had a decent career after this because it's it just been? such a well he had wrath of the titans and clash well of the he titans. had like the avatar afterglow which I mean, but like he like, like he I, got yeah like, he got cast yeah. and stuff because he was like cast in the Avatar, so he was like the promise of the next big thing. I feel but like he spun that for a bit. I don't know. Like, I, don't know. Two, I think he disappeared pretty. Far. I feel like well, Clash and Roth though. They, they were big, like they I were mean big Clash, Clash definitely was straight but, like, after. There's like the next year. Yeah. But then there was a sequel. Well, they had well, they to had have a sequel. And I feel like the sequel maybe even like Did anyone see the sequel? But also I feel like I didn't see the sequel, but I think it might have been I didn't see it, it might have it. been um focused on Liam and Ra- Rafe more than I don't know. I'm assuming. It's a nothing film, it didn't exist. I didn't know. It, I saw it when I worked at the It's cinema. just it this bad. is a performance to sink someone, I think. I think like right out of the bat if this was a female performance as bad as this, then yeah. it, it, they would be dropped like a pen. Oh, I mean like I think if this film came out today it would be such a blip, yeah. Avatar as a film, because I think the things that were so big and groundbreaking about it are the visual effects mm. and the the production design, and, mm. and, and I think those do hold up. In and also the yeah, mythos behind, behind Avatar. So like it was coming off Titanic ten years earlier, mm. and you were hearing all these stories about like the backs, like again, like Titanic, like all the all the yeah. the mm. backstage, like James Cameron being difficult, like all of this, a like, like, world. like, like, like not, why is it taking so and, long yeah. again? Mm. And then I think that was part of it again, where it's like, oh, it's like groundbreaking. It it does deliver on that kind of visual promise. It has visual grandeur. Well, definitely for two thousand and nine. Yeah, I think it's just that, like, if you compare, just like a recent Marvel film or something. Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And then, like, look, there's the the, the visual scale is in some ways quite similar. Absolutely. I think this is more impressive than uh, still Marvel films coming out now. I think it's impressive Um, that it was just like. In, in like, I think the design his, of the ca- yeah. of the like different the plant life on Pandora and like mm. the little animals and things and the little floating thing, I think that stuff is kind of impressive because there's a lot of creativity and different like yeah. that the having to build this whole taxonomy of animals and yeah. this whole huge big menagerie and all these plants and stuff that's that's creativity whereas the actual visual stylings of just the things I'm like right I feel like that's yeah. kind of like Star Wars or Marvel I think, or whatever mm. I think historically it's more important than it is like visually yeah exactly as a it's more important because of where it was in the time than it would be currently Um, today but you mentioned those animal designs they were cool i like and we get a little bit more of that in the extended cut i feel like Um, i think there are a couple more bits and pieces yeah just just we get to see them fuck more horses and fuck more birds (laughs) we'll talk about that in a bit but but oh oh god the fucking of the animals um (laughs) maybe literally let's talk about it now um no i just want to circle back to like the sam worthington but i think he like maybe spun the avatar like casting 
for like a couple of years, but like he hasn't been on anything since, really. No, yeah, Salvation and in Clash and he's in um, Everest. Um, Like he's in ensemble stuff now, but he'll never be able to lead a film again. I think. No, No. like I don't even think he has the ability to play against his like. Like I can imagine like a good enough actor being like, oh, he's kind of wooden, and then like he plays that off in like a comedic way. Mm. In some like, like or he does some weird thing. Yeah, or like Jason, yeah. or like Jason thing. Statham and Spy, like that. Mm. Like he was kind of funny. Oh, that. Right. Do you remember that? Yeah, I don't think Statham's ever been in as much trouble as. Oh no, no, that's what I mean. But, but like, but yeah, I think this was just like the time when like Australians are just like, um, like a like a constant like well of like you know talent comes from there that goes to the states. Like we have Margot Robbie. And you know, other Kidman, Blanchett. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, Kingsworth. that's like, I guess that was like the, the um, older generation. The older generation, and now we have like, like Margot Robbie. Every generation yeah. or so, Australia sends their yeah. two best you actors. Get Heath, you get Chris the well, that's, a, that's yeah. a thing. Like, I mean, like, I think in 2004, Sam Worthington and Abby Cornish starred in a film called Somersault, and they won the Australian Oscars, the actors or whatever. Ah. And so I guess he can be good. I haven't seen the film, no. but they were definitely the big Australian actors at the time, and yeah. they both have kind of fizzled out. Like in with with dodgy accents, like in 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 three billboards. Oh god! I, with Abby, oh god, I haven't Abby, seen it. Abby's yeah. accent. She's Woody know. Harrelson's wife. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, she's good in Bright Star, which I have not seen. Yeah, I, I like Bright, Bright Star. Star. Is good. Yeah, yeah good it's a beautiful yeah. film. But I mean, then it's, again, it's a real it's like... Ben Whishaw vehicle, though. Yeah, yeah and really? that combined with um, I mean, Campion's I like, like visual style. Yeah, they go. I just remember at the time, hand. Abby Cornish was a huge deal because of Bright Star. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like she is good in it, but like it's really Ben's film. Like, yeah, yeah. is she also in um, Candy with Heath? Is that her? Was no. it? I keep confusing Candy with Hard Candy. Oh, no, Hard Candy's one. Um, yeah. The pedophile. Like, yeah, Ellen Page one. Yeah. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Abby Cornish in that as well. Yeah. Um, with Jeffrey Rush. It was a very um, Aussie film. Yeah. Yeah. Now we have Margot Robbie, like, twice nominated at the yeah. BAFTAs. That's her in, in, uh, in Candy, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, now let's get to the horse fucking, shall we? Oh, yeah. So, um, as you probably remember, um, the braid that all of the Navi have um, uh, creates a bond. Um, yeah, and... which is an interesting character design thing, mm. I guess. Like, yeah, definitely. Like, the idea of that they are not just, like... I mean, we'll talk about the Pocahontas-ness of it all and the kind of constant rib- cribbing from various indigenous cultures. But yeah. rather than being just metaphorically in touch with the land and the trees and the animals, they are physically able to link into the land of the trees and the animals. Well, it's um, it's fine, like, as, as, a, a concept, as a concept. As a design, yeah. Because that's like, oh, they're connected, they're bonded. It's interesting, yeah. But it doesn't get sexual until we find out that yes. that's how... How they, they, they also yeah like that's this huge big like important step of like that the the navi i guess also mate for life like they form yeah. like you know lifelong marriage type bonds with the yeah. other person yeah and bond is a uh, is a is a large yeah. word it's, yeah. it can mean a whole bunch of different things but yeah when they have when we see the sex scene or what or the equivalent um, there's no other like connection, no other like, there's oh, no they're also doing this. They're just kissing well. and yeah. that. And well, their braids are connecting. It's funny to me because, thing. like, 
they have like loincloths to cover like what would be their genitals but then i guess their genitals are their braids like i don't yeah and like, don't do know. they have genitals as well but like, but, like so, so do they there. so do they actually like you know yeah um like have sex the normal way how but do they also, reproduce plus... there's a lot of questions around yeah. that oh i don't know i mean as there's no pregnant navi and as james pointed out watching they're, it, they're no, no fat, fat navi. navi they're all built yeah, they're all like I slim. Think... Like, so Matt pointed out, like one of the characters was like, "Oh, his waist is tiny," yeah. and they then all we were have, like, they're like incredibly fit. Yeah, their fitness regime is. I guess they also 100%. Have very, like fit lifestyle. Well, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it feels like funded by lifestyle. a huge Hollywood yeah. um, system. Well, it's you know. either they're all just like incredibly fit and they just weed out all the fat um, Navi from the tribe. Like, just yeah, like they just cool, push them out. Like, well, yeah. like, well they some, had to go through a lot of rituals for like, now yeah. you're finally one of the At people. And point, like, what happens to like, the ones that don't pass? Yeah, that's what they do. It's the <laughs> yeah. fat Navi. Um, no, because they're like, yeah, to Jake Suli. They're just yeah. like, if you can't do this, you're dead or you, you can't like, be, part, you won't of be part of the tribe. And or like, it's just like, it's just the boring answer. It's just like, it's just how the, the way their bodies form naturally, like yeah. as no. alien organisms. I, I want to see the darker side of the Na'vi and, and what I they're doing. I don't think you want to see the darker side of the Na'vi. <laughs> yeah, sure I've a, seen a lot already sure with these brains. <laughs> but yeah, um, anyway, so uh, talking more about the physiology of these particular characters, we've talked about how the brain, they like, join their braids to each other but then they also join the braids to the horses yeah and that's a whole like yeah and there's this whole sequence where um uh he does it first with a horse and he well it's not a horse it's like a a horse horse. creature he calls it a horse and and then we get this weird specification he's like oh he's a big boy um and a big old aussie tone and um nitiri is like oh no it's a it's a she he's like oh sweet ass hi old girl um and then connects up <laughs> so it feels like a like, no homo moment <laughs> just like, don't worry from, I'm not having from sex James. with a male horse yeah <laughs> um, yeah and the way that he reacts I mean it could be Worthington's like weird facial reaction but he does do a weird like <gasps> yeah I'm really yeah. feeling it's like an orgasm thing kind with of both, like both that it. and then also during the, the scene with they well, it's very like yeah. sexual sort of mm. well it's just not just that but also like the animal itself they roll their eyes back and it's yeah just, like... the animals look like they're just like <laughs> <laughs> the, the weirdest sequence of that though is um, where with your bird I don't know yeah, the, what they're, they're the meant bird to call fly, so the just, flying creatures yeah, so, so we can just call them horses and birds like yeah horses and birds so um, the ritual with the bird is that um, you're only supposed to connect with one which Jake Sully breaks yeah. uh, later on but uh, you, you mate for life you have to choose them and they choose you apparently. yeah and so uh, and then so there comes a scene where he has to like choose his bird um, <laughs> and he's wandering around and it's the bird that wants to kill him and so he's wandering Wandering through all of these birds, and all of them are like, nah, no thanks, not yeah, interested. No one wants to kill. There's literally one bird who jumps off the cliff because he does <laughs> not want to bond no with Jake. I'm out. Uh, but there's one that decides to take him on, yeah. uh, and he gets all broly and come on now, let's have a fight. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> nearly gets thrown off a cliff. <laughs> Look, that isn't a knife. This is a knife. Uh, he goes full crocodile hunter, um, and it's this weird implication because it's we're clearly like, is this is this bird rape? Is that yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not <laughs> keen. Like, this does not look. And then good. he connects up, yeah. and its eye like wells up, and then it's like oh, okay, well I guess you're my master now. Like so, it's like, rape and like slavery. Like, <laughs> it seems so, very weird. So like the Navi control the birds, the animals that they connect with through thought, and then Jake Sully is so dumb that he always has to like <laughs> say. Fly! Fly! Or lift! Go over there! Shut up and fly! And you're like, just think it! Dumb, you just, just think it, Jake! He doesn't fish. understand English. Yeah, <laughs> like... such a dumbass bitch. 
Um, I guess it like helps him like to think the thing if he's like saying it also. But oh, but like honestly, if you can't think something right. like head, it's like you're like a child that can't read the page I mean, without reading as, the words as out loud. Nature, he says, yeah. you're a child. You're, you're a, a baby. child. You're, you're a, a little a boy, but you have a true heart. Um, and talking of how how the Navi kind of connect with him, it is amazing how quick they warm oh, to this they, white. Savior. They literally all love him except for um, Toots. Yeah, there's like let's pull it up. There's a character that is meant to be wedded to Nativity's character. Yes, he's a minor character. He's the cocoum of the um, of the thing. I mean, this is the thing: is that this whole film is, as has everybody knows, as has been widely documented, is just the same as Pocahontas, and also like other white person comes to live amongst the natives. But it doesn't films. have Colors of the Wind. So. Doesn't have Colors of the Wind, yeah. so it's already inferior. It does um. have a Leona Lewis song called Guess What? what? I See You. Oh! <laughs> I can hear something happening in Also, the it's just like the budget version of My Heart Will Go On. It's like, at the time, it's Leona Lewis singing <laughs> I See You. Yeah. Instead of Celine singing My Heart Will Go On. So well, it is Sutse. Um, Sutse. And he... Yeah, he he feels he's he's very cautious of, of Jake because he blunders, so. and Jake yeah. makes a bunch of problems right off the bat. So he like he arrives out, underneath like, the tree, being loud. He's like being he's he's getting himself into trouble with animals from the very start. Well, yeah, yeah so he like, saves him. Yeah, well, Nativity saves saves him. Mm. Like like the moment Jake arrives in in Pandora as the as his avatar, he is a dumbass bitch. Like yeah. honestly, like. Like, those big creatures appear. Um, Grace, played by Sigourney Weaver, tells him, like, no, don't don't point the gun at him. It'll make it make him charge. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm going to just do that. Yeah. I'm going to fire this gun. And he taunts him. And he's like, yeah, like, well. Come at, on, you little at bitch. At first, like, uh-huh. you know, like, the, he sees that, like, the the, um, the creature cowers. And he's like, yeah. Can, That's take, right. Take yeah. that, you little bitch. But, like, <laughs> he says bitch. Like, and, um. It's because, like, obviously, like, a the big classic, creature, bigger creature behind, behind him. But his confidence is so staggering and so good. And it's like every moment that he just doesn't die, his reaction is to be like, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. I'm the king. Yeah. And it's just, it's so obnoxious. So he gets, like, chased around. <laughs> also, this is weird because he gets chased around by this bigger creature and there's, like, weird slow-mo, like, happening. There's so much odd slow-mo. <laughs> there's a lot of slow-mo throughout. Like, we're slow-mo of strange events where, like, he's getting pulled up by the creature and he takes off his backpack and we're like... Take that! Remove that heavy accessory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. And he doesn't get injured at all. Yeah. Like he, he, he like, never gets injured. He's invulnerable. Well, yeah, he, he jumps like in the water, and like there's no. He's not like ugh. He's there's like no sign of injury, mm. and like apparently he knows everything about. Pandora now, despite reading the book that Grace literally wrote on called The Nazi or something. Um, and, and like, yeah. because he, he makes this big cotton swab pretty much. Like, yeah. he's just like, fashions like a big This is like his first line. He's got separated from the group and yeah. he's like, I'm going to create a torch. Yeah. Uh, Dabs it on some sap. Yeah, dabs um, it in some sap, lights a fire. Again, apparently fireworks on Pandora, despite the fact that there's there's no oxygen. oxygen. Yeah, yeah the, you always I have know, to put on a mask. Humans to have to have like, so like oxygen questioning that, that, but yeah, uh, <laughs> lights it up. A bunch of little tiny little like evil doggies, jackal, coyote yeah. type things attack, attack him. him. Also, these coyote like type things are so dumb because like they could have like literally all swarmed at him. They're just taking a turn. Yeah, they they attack him one by one. <laughs> well, it's they, very video game situation where they, they just all take turns to attack him. They sense his kind heart, and so they you know they were just doling it out. They one by sense one. his kind heart. Um, 
But, you know, we wouldn't have known if he wasn't saved yeah. by Nativity, who we actually have not talked about very yeah. much at all. So this is Zoe Saldana, played by Zoe Saldana, uh, who just seems addicted to that sci-fi craze. Um, yeah, she, yeah. she loves fa- to be different colours. She's yeah. Uhura, she is, I forgot her Guardian's character. Gamora. Uh, Gamora and um, Nativity. Um, and she also plays a Latina version of Nina Simone and Nina. <laughs> <laughs> the infamous science fiction film. The science film. fiction film. <laughs> the science fiction film. Can you imagine? Zoe Saldana's appropriate casting. Yeah. yeah. Simone. Um, um, but she, she's good in this. I liked her. Yeah. She's pretty good. I think she's like the like managed to be really expressive. Yeah, all she's that she's CGI. able to act through the CGI in yeah. a way that I think like every time like. Jake Sully Avatar's face oh. moves under the thing. There's just some weird expressions that he does, or yeah, like yeah. his eyebrows. But he's he's often got this kind of like annoying grin. Which yeah, just, his mouth is his always face. slightly open. Yeah, yeah. and that's just Sam and I, Worthington. Yeah, I'm just, pretty sure. I think it's just Sam Worthington being bad, like not expressive enough <laughs> yeah. as an actor. Um, but, but I feel I think, like she yeah. holds the love story as well, like oh, yeah. more convincingly than if there was. And I think Zoe also else. has like has done like a really good. I don't know if she did all her stunts, but like the way she holds herself as Nativity is like pretty impressive. Yeah, her physical acting is yeah, like, yeah, yeah, pretty good. It's um it, because we were talking about Stephen Lang and and Sigourney Weaver and the kind of the more enjoyable side of of the thing. If this was more just like a because it, it, the film asks us to take this this stuff seriously, this I, romance. If it was more just like a bubblegum like popcorn adventure, uh. With, where we weren't you know, supposed to take that stuff seriously. I honestly would it be more feel fun? like this would have... Maybe, but I feel like... Uh, I don't know. This, it's too mm, important, yeah. quote-unquote, to it like... It thinks it's making this huge I honestly think yeah. this movie would have been um, a lot, like more enjoyable if we were in Nativity's shoes from the beginning. Like, she, yeah. if she was our main yeah. hero slash heroine. Like, yeah, I think that's more interesting. Because one she's portrayed by a more capable actor, but I think it's just, yeah, yeah I don't know, like a more interesting story. Yeah, if you're going to be doing Pocahontas, then like, do it completely. And I'm also like, I don't know if we need this like colonial colonialism yeah. narrative, like metaphor mm. of this, like, you know, it's and it, this so achingly obvious, like very, very ham-fisted metaphor for colonialism. Yeah. Um, and for, you know, I guess, like, the also, military-industrial complex. love does it. not solve colonialism, love guys. doesn't solve colonialism. No. Like, you know, and and also, like, that's the, the classic trope of, like, the white guy has to jo- join the native tribe yeah. to be the best at being native. And he and is I'm like, the I'm best into, native, I'm yeah. not into that. I'm Absolutely not into not. that as a, as a trope. There's a huge deus ex machina that we all forgot about that happens later in the yes, film. Yes, which apparently is a really key plot point, but all three of us completely forgot that this existed. Yeah, I mean... And we saw the extended edition and that would be the point to put in more information around what the mythos of this character yeah. this so bird the Taruk. called Taruk, Taruk. which uh, they made I guess we should have just seen the Cirque du Soleil um, show yeah, that was made a, a couple of years later which uh, yeah, Taruk apparently the just, first for those flight. didn't know about it there's a Cirque du Soleil ad- adaptation spin-off of Avatar yeah it's a prequel about how Taruk became Taruk yeah. So Taruk is is uh, one of the birds, it's but like he's bigger. A legendary, and he's, the big he's bird. Yeah, but he's not as big as you think. Like, he's pretty not, big. He's not, so like he's pretty when big, you're seeing the Navi in relation to humans, you're like, "Whoa, you are big." Yeah, but I guess maybe Taruk, because it doesn't look yeah, humanoid Taruk in relation to the other birds, it's not that impressive. It's just bigger and red. I'm like, I feel like 
like to to convince me that it was like this huge magical bird like i need some glamour i need some like oh go weird with it what if it could like telepathically like talk to the navi or or something like give me big horns give me like flaming feathers like something an actual event because it's this whole thing where jake gets dismissed basically from the tribe after he's been really accepted because uh the humans find out all about where the navi are through jake's information and come in and destroy the home of the Navi. And so, understandably, they're like, get out, you got to leave us. Um, and so he's like, you know what I'll just do? I'm going to capture that legendary bird of legend. And he just does it in, he just like, jumps on it. half a second. It's, Literally, it's so he, fast. He, like, jumps on it, cuts to black, and then he's like, goes back to, like, the tribe that's this him, and he's like... He's like, hey, guys, i got this giant legendary yeah. bird. And, and they're like, God, he's a god! Everyone is fawning over Everybody, him. Everybody, like, bows and down then, before and him. And then Natalie, like, takes him back straight away. Yeah. And then the guy who was, like, feuding with him is just like, like... I accept you You are my brother, brother yeah. now. And I'm oh. like, okay, deus ex machina. But it's ridiculous. It's like, I could, I could even understand them responding in that way if we saw like it was a good if, like if it was a half hour plot beat of him having yeah. to go out on this journey to capture this thing and exactly. win back their yeah. trust or, or if like, the Turok was even like yeah like seeded more into the story it's importance was like blown up like yeah. I think there was like one beat of like him looking at like the skeleton of something and I think that's when it was I honestly uh, I was I was cooking sure. dinner during some of this film and I think I was making some food during the bit where it came up before because I, I think, had no memory of I it I think originally uh, from what I can remember James Cameron envisaged this to be like a much bigger kind of film even bigger than what it currently is I feel like he had a script that was like eight hours or something like that so oh, he probably had all the mythos series. he had the whole idea of it yeah. Um, and yeah it looks like Taruk gets alighted but like the catastrophic event of um, their huge it's called home, home tree, tree getting um, destroyed falling over killing a bunch of Na'vi like it looks ashen and war torn uh, it's a huge thing for them to accept Jake who is was you know, one was systematically yeah yeah it was yeah. a huge part of of gathering mm-hmm. intel mm-hmm. um for them to suddenly just be like nah all good okay sweet it's yeah. all right now you're the best of us yeah I just he's been there for three months like yes it feels like two ridiculous. years with the montage yeah. it should be it should be longer we would understand like so much more about the developing i don't know i guess because like, they want to make the the, the the ticking clock of yeah, the, the guys yeah, are going to come in and yeah. bulldoze the like, things. But, but the, and the trust... to get good at anything. Like, that's... Yeah, you yeah. can't no. learn a language, we brought fall up, in love, learn how to, like, yeah. ride magic be a horses, warrior. learn how to ride yeah. magic... We brought up that trust um, before, but, uh, yeah, when he first arrives to, like, the home tree, he, like, shit. makes a bunch of stupid decisions, like, <sighs> he, like, tries to nod at the chief and, like, shake Let's his hand. for a handshake and they're all, like, yeah. get away, what you're going to take him. He stands on somebody's tail, which is, like, he's a buffoon yeah. and then you'd think that as he gets to know people there might be some people that are sympathetic and like oh, Nate today and being like, like oh cool he's an interesting dude but it seems like and then, everybody warms to him immediately yeah and there well, should be little sex going like nah not a fan actually well like yeah this whole kind of script just like gives him so many outs like yeah. he has that thing where like you know Nate is gonna kill him but as we said as we know he is uh, a strong heart. A little, a little floaty jellyfish thing yeah. came up to her and she was like, no. He's, He's got, got a, a strong, strong heart. heart. Kind. No kind fear. heart. No I think fear. it's a strong heart. Is it it's strong? strong? It's a strong heart. Oh. Every, anyone can have a kind heart, Jake. It is right. strong. But he, but it's it, a strong his heart. Beats heart. Yeah. yeah, the bravado, the masculinity <laughs> so, of it all. Yeah. When when um, Nativity introduces him to the tribe and then um, his dad was like, uh, um, I mean, they keep him because he's a warrior. 
he's like a marine and he which like, doesn't make sense like, to me okay. But okay and they were like yeah look let's keep him because we can learn we haven't um we haven't met, met a, mar- uh, a warrior yeah, they, yet because because everybody else that's come in this avatar form has been a scientist yeah and they're like we don't trust the scientists but we haven't had any like warriors, warriors yeah have come in this form and then the dad the chief was just like natri you have to like you look will be after in charge him. of teaching him our ways like, that's so t- what a punishment yeah natri <laughs> is understandably it's like, like god it's like you want them to fall in love like <laughs> honestly i guess rom-coms have not reached pandora like yeah mm. also speaking of the scene his her mom it's amazing. Like, yeah. she comes down, she slinks down, like, what would be, like, a staircase, but it's not, like, it's, like, yeah, a tree, like, that a runway. Yeah, yeah. she really she was, like, has got it gone. down the runway, um, Panther on the runway, and she was just, like, all fierce and being, like, mm. protected. There's a lot of shoving in this film, but, like, maybe the Navi, like, have stronger bones or, like, can hold their weight more because yeah. the shoves are always... T- yeah. They always just move slightly. Natalie shoves Jake so much, yeah. and it's always very ineffectual. She does a, a little bit of shoves the mum, too. You know what I think would be a better version? I'm just thinking about plot and about how you, what you were talking about, about Neytori as a, um, the POV character yeah, yeah, being yeah. potentially more interesting. I'm like, I think if they moved away from the, like, Last of the Mohicans or, like, uh, what's it called? Pocahontas. Pocahontas kind of plot and moved more towards, like, a Tarzan plot of, like, oh, it's yeah. just, we don't have the colonial subplot. We literally just have this small group of scientists come to this yeah, planet. Yeah, yeah. But we're seeing it from the perspective of, like, here's this, yeah. this group of people, the, the Navi, they live like, in this who forest. Are these strange then, people? Who are these strange people? Oh, my gosh. Oh, and, and then, then you then could you, actually you, sell the love story better. Then you sell the love story. Because oh, that's you've got lovely, this, like, yeah. Unlike, and then that, you get all the things that James Cameron wants to do with the beautiful landscape of Pandora. Yeah. And, 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 they can and you can have one love. character. You can still have your Stephen Lang, like, one person yeah, you wanting still to have dominate. Your, the, 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 yeah, the, yeah, the, the Tarzan, the, villain. The Tarzan yeah. villain that is there who's just wanting to plunder the planet for resources. Yeah. But yeah. rather than it being, like we've got all of these different factors and then we have to have this thing of like, but he's actually the best of the natives. Yeah. It's more just like... He's like, he's learning. He's learning, but we're coming at it from the perspective And of, then we actually get yeah. more um, tension from the family as well. It's yeah. like, you know, who's... We get more interesting yeah. knowledge about like, you know, the rest of the other Navi characters who are so thin. And or even mm. just the um, Navi lifestyle, really. Like, it's much more interesting yeah, than like, she wouldn't just what Jake's to... up to doing vlogs. Well, she wouldn't even just have that. to like teach him about being a warrior, but also just customs. Like, yeah, communication. Yeah. And, like... there's, a, there's a bunch of moments in the film where they, they miss that opportunity. So like, the, uh, Jake is hanging out with his team from the, the science group and they're like, Michelle Rodriguez is like, you want to see the floating mountains? And he's like, oh, sweet. And and we see the floating mountains and that's cool because the, the rocks cool. that yeah, float they look cool. and then later on in the film the Navi go to the floating like, mountains it's time for your final mission. and they we like fucking climb, the climb up it and, and they're like, amongst it why do we need to see it before we could have just seen it now like we yeah. have yeah. perfect time to introduce them James why did we put it in earlier I feel like Cameron is just really really in the pocket of like you know technology and machinery yeah. and, and military that he wants to show that stuff off yeah. um, and unfortunately it it, it uh, affects the film because of it. Mm. We also get unobtainium. We haven't talked about unobtainium yet. So I looked up unobtainium because we were like, is this a thing? And I'm like, I definitely, it does exist outside of the context of Avatar, yeah. but it's not an actual element. It, it's just a phrase that's been around since like the 50s right. to right. refer to like a thing which is difficult to come by. Oh, um, I see. And by scientists. Mm. So pe- scientists use it to refer to like either a specific thing that's really hard to come by or just like we don't have this material yet but we'll need it for this rocket design or whatever I see. um yeah. 
But in this version, unobtainium is a particular type of shiny rock. Yeah. <laughs> and, Giovanni Ribisi has on his desk. He has a little floating and thing floats, on his desk. And whenever he needs to demonstrate, he picks it up and he goes, unobtainium! Well, I guess it's f- very valuable. It's like, valuable it? for reasons. Yeah. But why? Military? The, I don't know. They're like stakeholders and, are keen on getting more. Wouldn't you know, like, that... The home tree just happens to be on the richest mine oh, of, of oh, unobtainium and Pandora. <laughs> yeah, it lights up like a Christmas tree on their on their chart. Yeah. Oh my god! Also, Giovanni Ravisi is a character in this. Yes, yeah, name Selfridge, Mister uh, Selfridge. He's a yeah, guy who's he's, in this film. He's, he's got no first name. He's just like a, a, a smarmy kind a of smarmy boss. Yeah, also, yeah. <laughs> the one other POC apart from Michelle Rodriguez is also in the crew. Um, Doctor. Patel? Dr. Patel, who... uh, Played by Dalip, um, uh, who's chosen... His name's Dalip. He's a cool dude. He he was showing up a bunch in films like Drag Me to Hell, uh, Inception, and... uh, and I haven't seen him so. No, it's so funny because yeah. like there's a shot early on where he's. He looking looks real very suspicious. suspicious. We kept being like, okay, he's going to betray them. Yeah. Um, and then there's this bit where he comes and he he helps Michelle Rodriguez during this climactic moment where they need to break the the main three scientists, at, well, the main two scientists and Jake out of jail. Um, and then Jake like t- turns to him before they're all about to get on a ship and is yeah. like okay, I need you to stay here because I need somebody back at base I can trust. And he's like, okay. And yeah, we're like, and okay, we're like, they're definitely oh, seeding for him to betray them. a betrayal coming. Doesn't like, happen. No. You're overthinking it. Jake just wants someone who can trust and it's someone he like, can trust. why did we have that shot where he looks so suspicious? <laughs> and why it's did just, you put that sentence? It's just, I guess, the show, like, so we didn't things. want to pay to have you in the, in the helicopter. Yeah. Like. There's just so many things that don't pay off, really. So, like, for, for a lot of this, Jake is a double agent. Also, like, yeah, it's this whole thing where you know the the captain that he's clearly got a crush on the oh yeah Colonel Colonel Quattridge. Quattridge. He comes up to him at an earlier point and is like, "Ah, I see that you're going out on this mission with the scientists. Well, forget those science pukes, which is yeah. which no one's ever said, <laughs> uh, and um, tell me all, give me all the information about." the Navi and like yeah. try to tell me everything that you can find out about them because he's wanting to use it to his for his mission yeah whatever and, and so they, and they play and they play no tension with that like you also, could have something with Jake like giving false information yeah. or like having a moral dilemma about that is there a couple that? of moments where you see he's torn by it and then, like, I guess that's the why they blame yeah. him once Home Tree gets destroyed. But I think they would blame him anyway for also, just being a human. There's no real exactly. sense that he's just, done something specific that's made like, this happen. So, like, also apparently Sigourney Weaver knows that, like, he's a double agent. From one of his or vlogs, she, he yeah. says that, like, I'm sure she knows that I'm also working for And I'm like, you can't just get away with know. she probably knows. Like, yeah. you can't get away with know. that. Also, we couldn't figure out whether or not the Navi knew that Jake was an avatar that like fell when he fell asleep well they refer to them when they first see him they're like ah oh, we don't want any dreamwalkers like so which yeah. clearly imagine like that the fact that they have that as a word that's their concept for yeah that means that they understand like okay while well, they're yeah. asleep in their human bodies they're here as avatars right and, so they do know yes yeah, okay. so they must know um, it I mean, they're familiar whole, with Grace yeah so there's whole Grace him. which is Sigourney Reaver's character apparently used to run a school so that school has no payoff as well which has no payoff except the only reason the school exists I I guess is to show like the army is bad they destroyed the school and also um, that's why Why Nateri knows how to speak English which is such a like cop out the fact that Nateri can speak English is a huge cop out even Hmm. yeah I mean 
wouldn't it be, it's so cliche, but like a nice school for the Navi at the end would have been like cute. But, yeah, like, exactly. I guess they don't that. need a school. Because, they don't. Like, yeah, the, whole no, thing, the reason of the school is to, to learn English to learn so English, that they can course, communicate yeah. with the, yeah. the humans. But this whole concept um, of like, so when you fall asleep in the Navi body, you just wake up in your normal body. So and then it's just this uh, empty shell that just sits around <laughs> so whenever you want to go back like, to it. It's like flops. I guess they're just like, oh yeah, they're just in the other world now we're like yeah but they body. do spend the time like you know there's after the the weird hair sex moment mm. um Teri and jake are both snuggling lying down on the ground and then uh one of the bad that one of the big bulldozers or something yeah, comes along yeah. and Teri's going please wake up wake up wake yeah. up and they're, pushing at him but obviously they're ruining the not. sex tree they're just tearing it to pieces yeah they've started the yeah. started yeah. to come for them and he and it crosscuts between like him just having some scrambled eggs and just hanging out and having a coffee yeah. it's just like as a sequence i was like that's but it kind of works the cutting yeah yeah i didn't, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I didn't it was just the seeming kind of, so relaxed but i guess it's kind of like, like an element of tension of like no don't have the eggs like yeah. <laughs> Fuck the eggs. Um, i feel like also sigourney weaver was playing her character like she was like kind of into jake and it was weird <laughs> Yeah. It's well, like, she was being very maternal. She was very motherly. But, but then there was also elements of like, get that down, yeah. Come on, have have some more. <laughs> that was just like, right? was oh. like a little, it was like some kind of flirting, but not yeah. really happening. Where I was like, okay, I mean, get it. I mean, because... to be honest, I'm like, I feel that worked. It's kind of like a weird, like slightly flirty older colleague. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Kind of, yeah. I mean, like, and, oh, yeah. And Sigourney, kind of her kind of arc of the whole thing is she. Um, well, she doesn't really... She, she goes into the tree. She So she gets so wounded. Stephen Lang, like, when they take off, after he's like, I need someone I can trust, um, where he's fully abandoned um, the accent, um, saying this to the trustworthy Dilip Rao. Um, that's the actor. What's his actual character name? Max. Dr. Patel. Oh, Max Patel. Max Patel. Yeah. Um, Stephen Lang sees them taking... taking taking off and uh, runs outside without an oxygen mask, fires some shots and manages to snag old Sigourney. Siggy. Siggy. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I was like thinking about the film, like so many holes in this film. <laughs> like um, Sigourney, for, like, like warms to Jake really quickly. Oh yeah, we don't. Yeah. Like, she's like, ah, oh, this guy. At first, useless. she's like useless, and then once he gets basically once he gets an in with the Navi, she's like, well, I guess we gotta like keep but working with you. Then... And then at that point, she's like, well, now we're friends. But even then, like, like so and he's then like, he reads her entire book called no, the Navi. No, but even then, like, so he wakes up in his new Navi body, and like he's like, excited because he has legs now, the mm. ones that were always promised him by Stephen Lang, yeah, which we never got to see, which is great. But like, um, so he like runs and like escapes the lab, which and- is again is one of the dumbest things he does. <laughs> is that he's literally just woken up, he's on the gurney, he's attached with a whole lot of wires, yeah, because like this is the Avatar body's first time ever out of its flotation tank. Mm. Yeah. Um, the doctors are going like okay, we're just going to check with your vitals, we're going to check with the stuff. And he's like, oh, this is great. And then he just starts, like, he just breaks out his bare ass flying in the breeze mm. with this hospital Norm's like, we're not him. supposed to run. And he's just, like, running through the fields because he's so happy about how he can move in this giant avatar body. And we're like, literally, yeah. just wait five minutes. Yeah, and everyone's yelling. Yeah, and Grace rocks up looking significantly younger in her right? navy yeah. body. Like, mm. and she's got some extra braids. Some braids. And yeah. Some, like, like a basketball kind of top. Yeah. Like, is it a crop fit. top? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but then she was just like, "Come with me." Yeah, and she's like, like, "What's up?" And it's then all they good. were just cool. And yeah, I was yeah. Like, what? 
What but, about the scientists running after you, telling you to look also, after yourself? What happened to the other avatars? Like there were some pe- people. There were so that, many other avatars. There were yeah. people that were like, playing, were, like basketball, playing basketball. They're doing obstacle, out. obstacle courses. Like they were training for something, mm. but we just never see them. Yeah. Like what's his face? Norm. Norm's like, an avatar n- not, like twice. Not utilized at all. I guess his, there's a scene where like. I guess he's just talking, but apparently his saliva contaminates. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in the background of the scene, but the subtitles we had on showed it up, and we were like, what is he doing? Yeah. He's <laughs> drooling all over the yeah. plants. But yeah, they've got so many other scientists. So what happened? Yeah, these huge resources, are they just out researching, or why haven't they tried this strategy before of getting know. friends with the Navi? Right? Yeah, maybe uh, they're all just trying to talk to the other tribes or the other clans. Yeah, we do oh, have okay. the sense that maybe? they're Possibly, yeah, there all is around. Like a, like, a vast country. Once you get to Taruk, like, you would have thought the device of Taruk, it's like, ah, this bird can fly the furthest. We can reach the other tribes. But, like, no, everyone just goes to all of these tribes. So, but they just seems like, now that I've got Taruk, the other tribes will have to come with us. And he just goes to random tribes and is just like, come on, let's go fight. And they're like, yeah, let's go fight these guys. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. Mm. It's ridiculous. Anything else we want to talk about with this film? Um, So, Pocahontas, really. Yeah, it's just uh, Pocahontas without the, the joy of Colors of the Wind, or even like the the thing about Pocahontas is that it starts out focusing on Pocahontas. Yeah, like we've got she's the POV character. The thing I'm interested in with Avatar two, three, four, um, which I'm not all that excited for. I'm but not going to see them. I have Probably heard that won't. they're not focusing on Jake or um, Nativity. Um, I, I think it's a prequel or just, way way in the future yeah. following like Cliff Curtis and a bunch of kids I right. think I just don't think I'm interested in this universe like it's not a very interesting universe like yeah. I think I'm all Star Wars out as well to be honest like just like these different stories set in this like world we're familiar with I'm just like I don't know guys I, I prefer the is... universe to the um, story that we got I think there could be potential for more stuff um, in yeah. in the universe but I'm not running out to see it but I'm glad that they're dispatching you know Jake, n- Jake and I'm all sure, that stuff I'm sure like they'll uh, you know be referred to in some way sure I, at this stage I'm not really excited about no. Avatar or anything just because like, I was not excited to watch this movie oh no <laughs> all three of us were just dreading watching this again yeah and it's strange because uh, Cameron has always managed to pull it out of the bag but I just don't see him doing it for I, this one I don't know is yeah. he gonna pull it out of the bag I don't know we'll, we'll, we'll find we'll out in we'll 15 minutes um, oh, well we're just about there actually yeah, I think so I mean like yeah. what else have we we've covered every there's like I guess should we stuff. should we talk about like the main conflict I guess and like how this film resolves itself yeah so yeah. you've got our final kind of battle and there so is just boring. a lot of action stuff I get I'm like as a as a viewer I'm often really bored by large scale action stuff mm. um like I find that in like superhero movies for example like I find them all the fight scenes really boring mm. um just because particularly when it's big like lasery things shooting or machines yeah. shooting at stuff or well, going I think it starts not, to feel weightless there's no like if you can't do actual stunts yeah. yeah and I think there's not enough storytelling in those like yeah. action sequences where it's like I don't mind a good action sequence as long I as I like a good action sequence the story that, like, that, or, that feels very human yeah like, yeah, yeah. progression you know, the story like, the characters and in the same way to something like, you real can, and emotional you can still engineer that you know, even with a big Navi, but it's just Jake is invulnerable throughout yeah, this whole thing. He no never gets harmed. He feels like, like a Superman. Yeah, mm. the actual cost of any kind of thing. It's, and you just, it's like there's battle, 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 and then they'll be like, oh no, this person's died. Oh, this is sad. Okay, battle, 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 but like the, the battle itself, you're not really feeling a sense of like, yeah, exactly. Really at stake. That we get a, uh, 
um, Michelle Rodriguez's um, uh, what's her name? Trudy. Trudy's ship is called Rogue One, and it reminded me of Rogue One. And I don't really like that film all that much. But in the final sequence, spoilers for Rogue One, um, all of the team get dispatched, um, and you kind of feel that loss yeah. of, as each person goes. You're like, shit, this that, is tense. Yeah, that is kind of the one thing I enjoyed with Rogue One. It's the best part of Rogue One is that they all of, die. Yeah, yeah, is that yeah, you and feel we, the sense of yeah, it's human because they're all. Yeah, die. we kind of like, know all of them. And and the the loss of like, are they actually going to be able to make it? You yeah. just lost, you know, well, again, Donnie Yen and neither, stuff. Neither and you don't the, have that in this. Neither of the main characters really like, not even Natalie. Like the people who are wounded or disposed of are the ancillary characters. Like, yeah. neither of the two main characters have any physical injuries. No, um, Natalie's just got a big old stuck under a, um, a, a big old thing for a monster yeah. creature. For a we bit. think that like Jake in his uh, science chamber thing that he uses to link up with the Avatar is going to get um, asphyxiated because yeah. he's he gets shaken out of the thing but Neytiri comes in and like lifts up human Jake yeah. and so we have this little Pieta moment of him with yeah. a full mask on and it's the most... she's a big old giant woman and him hyperventilating is the most emotive I think I've seen <laughs> oh, yeah. he was definitely at least working also like I loved his like um, when he's in his like chamber mode where he's like like he's got his eyes closed, but his like pupils are like moving. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Oh, every like... time they show him like this, what what he's doing inside the tube as he's operating the avatar, and yeah. it's literally just his face lying there with his eyes going boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Or sometimes it was just behind his head, and it was just like, look, he's still there, and you're like, yep, got it. Um, yeah, I feel like with Worthington, even in the close-up shots and stuff like that. So oh, there's like bad. a Stephen Stephen Lang scene with Stephen Lang where. Um, you know, that that classic thing of you say a line and you linger on one of the actors so we get a sense that it's there's like a more... It's shot-reverse shot situation. Yeah, there's more... Oh, not just shot-reverse shot, but, like, the lingering on a, on a person's face so that we can understand the emotions that are going on underneath. Mm. But Worthington doesn't have any of that. It feels like Cameron is like has clocked that and realises... Oh, turn your head after three seconds so it'll look like you're still processing. Like, move your eyes underneath your eyelids so we can see that you're thinking. Like, it all feels like physical actions when you mm. realize, fuck, we've make, made a terrible casting decision. It's just, like, to, you don't really notice, like, like competent acting until you see, like, a bad yeah. actor on yeah. screen. It's yeah. like, oh, everyone else is doing, like, a pretty good job. Like, standard yeah. roles, standard jobs. But, yeah. like... Nobody really shines in this movie, yeah, but, like, yeah. everybody else is at least competent. And yeah. you're just yeah. like, Sam, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Razzy-worthy. Like, yeah. honestly, it's really that. bad. <laughs> yeah. From the accent work to the facial work. To the the, this, the complete lack of anything yeah. on his face a lot of the time. Yeah. Um... Uh, oh, there was something else that I was. I think the Stephen say. Lang fight of the big fight scene was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, like, that one felt a bit more lower, smaller scale. Yeah, and there was like, and, there was actually, and he's like, doing the broadness. Yeah, like, there was like actual yeah. like like specific beats where like yeah. with like the the oxygen like the the glass thing protecting his mech suit like you know breaking and, and having to like fling it off and then put on the oxygen mask and yeah then, like he's got his big knife like going <laughs> which a mech suit <laughs> pulling out a knife is very funny to me it's <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> like... um, very silly and then I'd, he gets stabbed i'd say that the extended version of this like when i first saw it in the cinema i was like i was on the ride of it you know because it's uh, seeing it for the first time and it's beautiful i'd say this extended version there were some good qualities like the Sigourney stuff there's extra fights like random chases of animals and ultimately three hours of this film was too much and i was completely clocked out by the end um 
I don't know if we had seen like the theatrical cut, if I would have still been held. I don't think so, but maybe a little bit more. Um, but like the three hours was just such a slog. But like you can make so much out of three hours. Like you can make those three hours feel entertaining. Yeah, yeah. There's so much of this world that you could show, or like of the storytelling, if you really needed the three hours to make it worth it. But it just this could have been halved easily. Like, it, and he shows a lot of the world, but it's it's not paced in a way that feels you know right. Like yeah. we were talking around that Taruk thing of like yeah. that should be a huge yeah, that could have arc because that yeah, like, that's his lowest that point. Could have been thirty minutes of this three hours, yeah. and like it would yeah. have been a better movie. Like, yeah, yeah, if we had spent much less time on other stuff that wasn't yeah. important. And yeah, which is just like, on, like check out this creature. Yeah, this setting up also, this legend and then him chasing that legend. Yeah, is there anything more emblematic of white people than like? Jake miss never getting Natiri's name correctly. Like no, she's mm. like Natiri, and he's like Natiri. Natiri, <laughs> great. Natiri. Well, he's struggling because he's also trying to get that accent. He's yeah. trying to get but this new like, language. Like, like they call him the Terukmatu. Like that's yeah. how they pronounce it. Everyone else manages to do Terukmatu. <laughs> yeah, Terukmatu. Yeah. Like, and everyone's like, like no, no. They and have like, to you're support not even him. Seeing it written down, Jake. Yeah. Like, how are you getting it wrong? And like that would have been fine if that was the joke, but, but it it's is not. definitely it's not. It's definitely not. The, it's not They're a joke. They're one hundred percent behind him. Yeah. yeah. So the final sequence uh, of it is um, him. We've seen this with Grace before, where they try to connect they try her to, to the, her by the Tree of Souls. Soul into the, the Grace section body. was definitely one of the more vivid things I remember from this mm. movie, like the Grace healing section. I think yeah, that's they put which her is, beneath the Tree of Souls. But when you think about its context, ooh, ooh, where like ooh. they just got, had this huge attack, another attack is coming, and then they're like, "Well, let's we'll just pause for a bit because Do the Taruk Makto like, told us to clean, like, you know, heal this lady for this one specific person who was like." taught at a school but it's like honestly like in the her, grand scheme yeah. of things like let's look <laughs> like, after our community we don't even community. see her interacting with the community we really. don't like, yeah. it's all sort of informed attributes yeah but um yeah, they try that thing. it doesn't work with grace um and she instead, goes she, into she the believes tree. in the god of the yeah. of the, na- the navi for yeah. you know the very end she of the thing and then she dies as yeah. she lived with grace but with jake <laughs> i don't know why it's different with jake he's alive guess i guess he's the he's hero savior it's because yeah. he's one of the tribe yeah, <laughs> he's, um, yeah that's what happens when you don't people. make it into the tribe yeah. they just didn't think grace was part of it god uh god he was like a new member of the tribe and he was like i deserve to have my voice heard <laughs> that's right like just, uh, no there was well that was after he it had been revealed he was a double agent yeah and yeah. then later on he was like yeah he was like oh well i deserve to speak I mean, yes, you are part of the tribe, but there's something called respect and seniority. Like, yeah. Exactly. You just got here. Like, come on, dude. Like, yeah. the uh, walking privilege. I mean, maybe not walking, but you know. <laughs> uh, and then we zoom in on uh, the face of of the avatar. Uh, Very sleep, Yeah, yeah. And then the eyes open. Your big old eyes matches up with the poster vibe. And then the papyrus print, yeah, of Avatar. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the Avatar. eyes are pretty. I mean semi iconic. I see you. He sees uh, me. He sees everyone. Yeah. Uh, the, also, I had forgotten. I see you. I'd remembered the tree falling. I see you. So stupid. I mean, yeah. I get it. I see James Cameron. Cameron. <laughs> James Cameron. Um, think, thinking about I see you and being like, yeah, that's real romantic. Oh my god. Genius. This um, we haven't called out some of the most egregious lines in this. So yeah. like, 
uh, just pick your favourite. I, just so I have one... like, people just don't talk this way. He's, you know? There's one where he's feuding, uh, sorry, Jake is feuding with Sigourney Weaver's yeah. character, um, and she's closing the tube on him. <laughs> uh, and he says, kiss my, well, you can kiss the darkest side of my lily white, and is made to say, at us. And it's like such a huge, long insult. It's, 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 well, it's a long insult, but as but you were saying... he says it completely deadpan. There's yeah. no malice yeah. in his tone. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Can anyone think of any other uh, stellar lines? It's very... A lot, like, a lot of, like, kind of, like, important-sounding poetic lines that, like, James yeah. Cameron just peppers in there. Just some chunkier lines that, that didn't need to be so chunky or clunky. Also, but yeah. just, like, expressions, like... Shut your pie hole. Like, no yeah. one says that, James. Like, when, but... oh, it's going to weave it's first introduced. One of the scientists is like, here's Cinderella back from the ball. <laughs> That's right. Who, wh- why would someone yeah. say that? It's like, what it's is the connection? Like... There's no connection. You get, you're not in Kansas anymore. Yeah. You get, yeah. It's yeah. just like, she wrote the book on the Navi. No, she literally wrote the book. And like, <laughs> Sam Worthington says something about like being pressed by an anvil or like oh, hammered into hammer, yeah. oh yeah and the very first like the world lines. hammers you like an anvil and that's what i did God. i don't know it was yeah. yeah speaking of quotes i'm going out of the film a little bit my favorite quote of any little woman <laughs> <laughs> just best cycling back Duh, around is your one beauty your one your beauty. only beauty your one beauty iconic it's so iconic shady mm. from amy to joe when she cuts her hair <gasps> your one beauty <laughs> your one beauty um well in the book because like it's it established is. that it's her one beauty yeah earlier, it is so she's well, repeating she, it she also cries at the end like because she's yeah. busy her hair but also in the 94 version when kirsten dunce she it's so bratty like when yeah. she, it comes from her mouth um and she she also says not just your one she says your only beauty <laughs> which i'm just like i feel like as a lot shittier than your one beauty yeah which is you know and that's you know the only beauty of this film is the visual and I mean, you know maybe stephen lang had beautiful long luscious hair and it got chopped off and now trying to bring it back to Avatar all the Navi have, they all long, have long hair yeah. Hair. yeah yeah if you cut their hair I feel that they would die yeah it's their one beauty yeah well that's the threat like it's always there's always wide. a knife being held yeah. around the braid do, do people have an MVP for this film the production designers production design mm. yeah the, uh, you know the whoever did the, the the original concept art yeah that's what i was thinking yeah i guess of the actors my favorites were um not no one was a standout really but i think zoe did okay sigourney yeah. did a fine job steven was really fun to watch like yeah, yeah. that's the kind of tone <laughs> I, I like steven lang's like tone of the film and i'd no. wish that it was more like that because no. it's stupid james Actually, cameron makes sorry, stupid sorry. films the clear mvp is sam worthington uh-huh. duh because he's the best actor of our generation. Just like Little Women is the worst film of last year. So your New Year's <laughs> resolution is just to troll? <laughs> just No, I don't know. Um, no, he was so funny. He's so incompetent. <laughs> like, it's just... Yeah, there was some unintentional comedy that was... It wasn't quite Cats level. Um, but no, there was a lot know. of comedy to be had from this on this watch. Um yeah, I feel like, I, talking of Cats, I had a similar kind of experience with watching this where, you know, the novelty, you're like, oh, Pandora, that's right, I did like this. And uh, and then it wears off at a certain point. In think, Cats, you came back around and this I never did. Well, in Cats, it's it's the horror that wears it's the off. Horror. Whereas here, it's, the, it's, oh, it looks nice that wears off. Yeah. I think yeah. the funny thing about um, this version that we've seen is when you see shots of when the CGI 
isn't quite finished Yeah, because of the extended mm. cut, there are a couple of moments where you're like, ooh, that CG wasn't done. <laughs> yeah. And it looks weird. Yeah. Well, for the most that, part, this, yeah. the, the CGI is pretty good. It mostly holds up. Yeah. Yeah. I love a good, big, bold Hollywood blockbuster, and I did want this to be Oh, are we looking forward to 1917? I am not. <laughs> I... Uh... Like, I, I might I hear, see it. I'm sure it'll be good. I yeah. just don't really want to see it. Yeah. But I, like, uh, I'd love Cameron to make another, like, sweeping romance, like, Titanic. Like, I'm a big stand for, like, a lot of his films. Um, right. Even though I don't love what I hear about him on set, and I don't really back his, like, gung-ho masculine, like, uh, yeah. instincts as a director, but I feel like he can make some really excellent films. It's very sentimental. Yeah. Underneath and sentimentality of, has its place. all of that, like, machismo, which is really interesting. <laughs> like, mm. Yeah. Um, and when he finds that sweet spot, then it can be really entertaining. But I don't know. He's got three Avatar movies to release, so... Yeah. We'll, we'll see if he has <laughs> He's going to be busy. So, is this a bagger or biff it? Well, we'll yes. see. All right. Should Where are people at? Right? Who wants to go I'll first? I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a straight biff for me. <laughs> I was so bored. <laughs> It's a type of film that I'm not really into anyway. I'm not a person that likes a big blockbuster as a rule. Mm. Like, it's a not big, my favorite big action either. blockbusters are not like something that I'm really into. Like, I will like it if it's got a particularly interesting story or character or like actors that are particularly, you know, or like a, a visual styling that, you know, is, is interesting can get you through part of it. And I do think that some of the visuals of this hold up, but the story is so bad. It's so hokey, and it's just imitating a whole lot of story beats from other things. And this lead, lead performance is just dull as ditch water. <laughs> it's, it's dull as ditch water. It's, it's really awful. Um, and yeah, I honestly, I, I got so bored. I was just started to make food because I was so hungry, and it's three hours long, mm. and we were watching in the kitchen. So, <laughs> um, and I do not regret it. That was a good way to spend half of my Avatar watch. So it is a straight biff from me. Yeah. Nice. Um, I got next. Um, so... I think I did like it when I first watched it. Like, there was a lot of hype. And, like, coming out of the cinema, you're like, cool, that was cool. I've never seen that before. And um, the interesting, like, aspect of this rewatch for me was, like, oh, like, what does it look like in 2D? I've never seen it since 2009. Or mm. I saw it in 3D. 2010 is when I saw it. Um, and we've definitely come a long way, like, technological technologically and um production design wise but um there are good things about the film like i yeah it it was very groundbreaking at the time and a lot of the design does still pretty much hold up but as Kaz said it's very derivative very um like like the anchoring performance is a literal anchor it just Mm. actually sinks the ship um and like 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 experience wise of the films we've seen so far this might be like my second least favorite like <laughs> i think nothing is gonna stop nick and nora for me for just sheer just banality. Oh. banality there was definitely some bits about this that was like you know interesting enough for me to be like oh okay and like to laugh at but um yeah for the most part like this is just a very conventional kind of an interesting version of the story with just a lot of like visual um panache like on top of it and that wasn't enough for it for me to like fully engage um on this rewatch so it's a it's a biff for me 
Cool. Um, I think when I first saw this back in 2009, uh, it might have been like a light bag. Like it was an experience that I was like, oh, wow, you know, that was, you know, immersive and never seen 3D, 3D like that. Even from then, I was like, the story is basic. And I feel like, yeah, I probably would have viewed it as basic and boring. But yeah, um, in into 2020, yeah, I can see even way, way more problems with it. Um, now it's just uh, incredibly boringly performance and incredibly problematic narrative. Um, I feel like what we look for in action films nowadays um, as as technology gets stronger and stronger, as we're looking for something, and with blockbusters in general, I guess, as some the action films that I really enjoy as some level of risk and, and daring and, and charisma. Um, so one of the big action films that I love seeing still is the mission impossible kind of franchise because tom cruise is uh, a very strange unusual man who is willing to put his body on the line yeah. in ways that mm. is strange and is a, yeah. almost like daring like yeah. performance also just, it's slick it's like this yes. isn't slick this is just a lot you know <laughs> yeah um so so seeing those films i feel like there's a run of them from like maybe rogue nation maybe ghost protocol right up to what was the latest one fallout um that are really impressive because it's crazy stunt and he's very charismatic on screen like he's a movie star so those combined elements is really required for um an action movie and cameron's got that in the past he's got you know arnie and linda hamilton and uh, incredible stunts but as you dip more into this um cgi uh uh, you see a lot of directors uh that have worked really really hard in the past george lucas is a great example as well where um you they start to like recline and sit back and go oh well this technology offers me some stuff that i don't have to i've had it pretty rough in the past and now the technology can do a lot of it for me um i don't think james cameron i still feel like he works really hard and he's trying to make great movies uh but um Avatar doesn't have that risk to it, that sense of excitement and danger. Uh, It's a novelty uh, that was awe-inspiring in 2009 and is not anymore in 2020. Um, So, yeah, it's a bit from me as well. Yeah, and as I said, it's not iconic at all. No, it's not. It's not like you can't... If you think about Avatar, you never think of, like, oh, here's that great moment. Yeah, there aren't any moments or scenes. It's literally just, oh, the blue people. Yeah. Like, you think about the design. There's, There's no, like... Um, quotable quotes like no. you know like that really kind of like one quote can like you know f- make a film a film's presence like permanent and yeah like, in in film history and and um this there's not n- neither of those things like yeah um and even in you know you he think tried of... so hard with i see you but you know it, yeah, yeah. Um, we did not see him yeah it'll be interesting to see what we think of stuff like you know the marvel films like i 10 or however many years from now i feel like there are some big moments in those but you know are we going to view them in the same level yeah it's it's interesting because it's such um a franchise it's such a huge a franchise on like such a huge scale Mm. that it's like yeah when you like look back it's like do you remember like individual films from these franchises or do you just like you know analyze them as a whole like it's mm. it's yeah it's with like crazy. how we view like star wars where people go like oh i prefer empire but you know that's all still like a largely homogenous package okay so much of homogenous to me 
Yeah. Haven't seen that many Marvels, haven't seen that many Star Warses. Yeah, and it's only going to get more so. There's only going to be more of them. And I've just got better things to do with my time. Yeah. (laughs) Look, my knives are out. My My women are little. little. And you know what? My gem's undecided yet. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, but are you decided on Mixed Bag if it's a good podcast? This is something that we haven't called for, <laughs> but we're really going to call for now. So most um, of you that are listening are personal friends of us. <laughs> and as personal friends of James, Cass and Matt, could you please rate us five stars? <laughs> on, specifically on iTunes, because it really helps people uh, listen to the podcast, helps discover it, uh, and it gets our name out there. Other ways that you can help is you can share uh, Mixed Bag on social media. So you can find us on Mixed Bag Pod, on Facebook, on Mixed Bag Podcast, on uh, uh, Twitter, and Mixed Bag Pod on uh, Instagram. Uh, so if you share about us, say like, hey, I enjoyed this, this fucking sucked, uh, anything helps to for people to see it. No publicity is bad. Publicity. Well, I mean, don't say this is bad, but I hate this podcast. Like, <laughs> Yes, yeah, that's that's true. You can yeah. say, I didn't like it. Rather that you didn't I say will you hated find the podcast. You. That would be really mean. Yeah. Yes, no, that would be me. <laughs> Um, I went a bit far with that one. Um, you can follow me on James Kane ninety two on Twitter and James Edward Kane on Instagram. You should also follow. Well, I'll leave. I'll leave someone else to, up to that. <laughs> um, you should follow me at Lula Morashi L U L A M O R A S H I on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you should follow me on at Rory Simpson ninety five um, on Instagram and. You should watch Little Women in yeah. theaters now. Um, I'm going game with my mum on Monday. I look. You I'm may have noticed going on my birthday. that uh, uh, Matt is shouting out an Instagram handle that is not um, his own, um, and it might be something to do with the New Zealand Fringe Festival. So, uh, if you want to learn a little bit more about that, you can look in the booklet or go on the website and look up Party at Mine. Because um, some people that are talking, or a lot of people that are talking... It's our show. It's our show. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So check it out and follow it. uh, Because um, there's going to be a story all on Instagram for you. Cool. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. Uh, So that has been our first episode of 2020. Yeah. And Um, we just want to let you know that we see you. Yeah. Bye. Get your fix in a podcast called Mixed Bag.